Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Oh, I can't believe it. It's 65 degrees out there. I've got the windows open. I'm, I'm going to risk, you know, <laughs> trucks going by and ambulances and sirens and everything. I don't care. It is so nice out there. It has been hot. This has been a brutal summer. No, not global warming or climate change. It's simply called summer. It gets hot in Florida in the summer. If you don't expect that, you shouldn't live here. Now, I expect it. I'm not complaining. I mean, it was a brutal summer, but I mean, well, I guess I am complaining. Um, but uh, but that's just the natural course of things. So I wouldn't trade it for uh, for a winter in Wisconsin for anything. So that's not uh, that's not even an issue. Um, so we shall see. We shall see. I'm also trying out one of those uh, uh, UPS things, those um, uninterrupted power supplies, um, because every once in a while we'll get the power failures here because of thunderstorms and things like that. And we'll see if this actually keeps the show going. Uh, although block track did something really interesting. I had a show that uh, got to, um, cut off because we had another power failure. And apparently the, the transformers around here are really vulnerable to lightning strikes and the lightning strikes are within, I don't know, 20 feet <laughs> you know, of my cottage here. Uh, and so it's not unusual. It's not unusual. Anyway, it's not unusual to, um, have uh, just a massive, you know, blackout here on a regular basis. Anyway, point being, these things are supposed to work, so we'll find out. But Block Talk, you know, we were complaining earlier about their new system where they have, hey, Marco's back. All right, Marco, we're going to have to hear what you did on your vacation. Marco joins us from the Netherlands. Yeah, we'll have to tell you. Well, actually, we'll have to, uh, you know, we should do a commentary on the air. We'll, we'll find out uh, everything. Missed you last week, dude. We've been, uh, there'll be a lot of stuff. You've got shows to catch up on. You know, things are happening. And, of course, uh, as I said in my comment here, you know, uh, welcome to a very exciting week. Unfortunately, Congress is also back in session. And that's what I wrote uh, on live chat, which if you're not live, you'll never see it, which is why I usually you know, read the, the comments on the air. Anyway, so it's cool here. Life is good. Uh, but it was a, a crazy summer. Um, anyway, so Blog Talk. So when the show got uh, cut off last week to, for a power failure, they've got this new setup for checking in. And when I went to restart the broadcast, apparently it was still going. So they've, they fixed the system whereby when the power is cut off here, the whole show just shuts down. And so it does keep going. So I was able to, you know, reconnect uh, and just, I didn't even have to use my cell phone, just got back in. So that's an improvement. Even so, I've got an uninterrupted power supply now. So uh, no matter what happens, I could be in the dark here, but I'll still be able to broadcast. <laughs> that's going to be interesting. All right. Other notes. Um, still trying to join a rock band. Uh, so on a personal note, everybody needs an outlet. You know, uh, I find this with people that do politics all the time and they run into it and they think they're going to change the world overnight and they get burned out and frustrated and they leave. It's like, you know, this is a, this is a long game. You got to be in this for the long haul. And what you need, anybody that goes in and does anything in politics, whether you're in office or not, you know, and I would say preferably not, you know, uh, is you got to have an outlet. So rather than go crazy, I play rock and roll loudly. <laughs> it's kind of fun, actually. Um, so uh, everything I like is loud. Airplanes, guns. You know, rock and roll, it's, it's kind of fun, you know, so I have to protect my hearing a lot because uh, I do enjoy loud sounds, um, which is kind of crazy. Anyway, I still keep my headset volume very low, so that's a good thing, too. But um, have an outlet. And so if you want to engage in this kind of um, psychological warfare, which is pretty much what politics is, you really need an outlet. You need to um, just, you know, find a way to escape all of this on, on a daily basis. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. And so... Uh, 
you know, even when I take this on the road, I can have fun. And so, so I hope to, you know, I want to get over to England. That's our biggest source of listeners uh, outside the United States. Netherlands isn't too far behind. It's kind of interesting. Netherlands is catching up, probably because of Marco. He's telling all his friends, you know, about to this unusual show here. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, it's going to get, uh, we have a lot of plans. Anyway, something uh, I thought of this weekend that I might try and uh, uh, work on for later this year or early next year is a citizen legislative event. And I've talked to my group, uh, we have a group chat, and it's, uh, we have a perfect theater for it here, the, the Imaging Theater um, in uh, Milton, Florida. And it's a small theater, holds maybe 300 people. Um, I don't expect a big event. I, it's like numbers. I don't care about numbers as far as, well, for listeners, yes. Uh, but as far as activists, um, there's such a small percentage of people that really get into something and learn all the intricacies that uh, those are the folks that share with everybody else. The, the biggest thing is that we need millions of people sharing bills, but all you do is copy the link um, and uh, send it to your representative or, or senator uh, or your media person, talk show, news shows, things like that, and say, pass this bill. That's the easy part. But as far as legislating and writing citizen legislation and getting into all the details, I really, you know, that's not going to take a huge group of people. So anyway, something about holding a citizen legislative event um, and where we would just, we'd just be a, just a, you know, it'd be the first of its kind in the world. And so we'd have the bill writers, we'd have people, we have folks calling in. Hopefully we'd have, uh, uh, if the politicians want to show up, they're not going to be allowed to make speeches. Uh, what, what I'll do is I'll sit them down at a table up front, you know, on the stage and I'll call it the legislative hot seat. And so anybody, any legislator that wants to come there, they're going to get questions from me. And so it's not, uh, it's not a place for uh, a platform to complain. And see, this is the biggest problem with the, uh, the gelding old party, the GOP, the Republicans, is that the complainers, and they don't do anything. And so it's the do-nothing, I-don't-care party, but they still want your donations and support and vote. And I'm like, why? You haven't done anything to earn it. And so uh, that's why I wrote that article not too long ago on uh, gregpanglis.substack.com on why I won't be voting for any Republican except Trump, because they don't do anything. I mean, all the way down the chain. I mean, why, why bother? And so I can't support a party that won't actually uh, live up to some principles. And so that's going to be uh, interesting. But uh, when we hold this event, uh, we'll be writing bills. We'll be talking about different bills. Hopefully we'll get different media from local to national, maybe worldwide. Who knows? There was a, a Swiss TV station, which I want to try and find again, that wanted to interview me back in 2018 at CPAC. Now, I haven't been back to CPAC since, unfortunately. But um, I mean, when I do go, I mean, those, those are the kind of folks I want to make connections with. So, Marco, if you have any, any uh, Netherlands outlet that wants to uh, – get in touch with the internet, you know, they can call in on the Skype line. I mean, more than happy to uh, um, talk to them because Netherlands is a place that needs legislation. You need farm protection. You know, you need to get out of the European Union. Uh, there's a bunch of things that uh, would be great to happen, you know, on the continent, as it were, not just uh, Britain. And I'm trying to get in touch with Nigel Farage for that reason, too, so that um, so we can only get, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got Brexit, so he's split from the European Union. But, of course, the, the question always is after that, you know, then what? Now what are you going to do? Okay, so you broke from the European Union. Now what? You know, I think England is the perfect place right now uh, for uh, our, our first major uh, nation outside the United States for citizen legislation. We already have Australia in terms of an Australian Bill of Individual Rights. That's not going a whole lot of places yet, but it's still there. It's still in print, and every nation could benefit from that. You know, if you take that in place of your... Uh, UN Charter of Human Rights, you'll be infinitely better off and, and uh, far more free. Speaking of which, climate, <laughs> climate week uh, here. Uh, I'm, I'm requesting everybody get a copy of the Carbon Cycle, and it's on our Action Radio Environmental uh, Project. So if you get a copy of the Carbon Cycle, 
and just take a look, you can see why carbon dioxide is the one uh, place in the carbon cycle where it all comes together. Because the oceans put carbon, you know, put carbon back into the air through carbon dioxide. The land puts, you know, carbon dioxide, you know, uh, back into the air. The, the burning of uh, organic fuels. I mean, there's no such thing as a fossil fuel. They don't come from fossils. It's organic material compressed, you know, and heated over millions of years and produces hydrocarbons. Well, you mix those hydrocarbons in your uh, fuel injectors or your, your carburetor, if you still have one, um, with air, you know, oxygen, and you get, uh, you get a carbohydrate. Excuse me. <laughs> you get, uh, you get uh, combustion. Well, actually, carbohydrate and hydrocarbons you know, are very similar. We talked about this last week, how you have a hydrocarbon, which is oil, or, or in this case, gasoline or diesel. You put the diesel in, or gasoline in your tank. That's the hydrocarbon, mixes with oxygen in the fuel injector or carburetor. Now you've got carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, right? That mixture burns. That, well, that's what a carbohydrate is, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. It's <laughs> a little different formula, but, you know, essentially uh, it's, it's still a carbohydrate. And it's still a hydrocarbon with oxygen. It's the same thing. So your body burns fuel almost the same way that a, an internal combustion engine burns fuel. It's kind of interesting. And what do we exhale? Carbon dioxide and water vapor. So your body exhales carbon dioxide and water vapor the same way an internal combustion engine exhales, you know, carbon dioxide and water vapor. The problem with the internal combustion engine, and this is a bunch of other stuff in there, and that's why we have uh, catalytic converters and things like that to change the more noxious chemicals uh, into something else so they don't become, you know, uh, uh, nitrous oxide and sulfur oxide, uh, which become sulfur dioxide and nitrogen dioxide, which, you know, combine with water to form nitric acid and sulfuric acid, and that's what we used to be known as acid rain. So the reason you don't hear about acid rain anymore is because they cleaned up the, uh, the emissions, which was good. So you don't get the sulfurs and the nitrates, uh, the nitrogens, you know, coming out uh, in a form that uh, forms nitric or sulfuric acid and gets rained down onto the forest. So the environmentalists did something good. Now shut the hell up and go home. <laughs> you know, it's no accident now that, uh, all, you know, the vast majority of the fires, you know, start in, in are started by environmental arsonists. They're not started by lightning or natural causes. Some are. Nowhere near the amount that are actually out there. Uh, Maui, I'm sure, was caused by environmental arsonists. Not, uh, not direct energy weapons, not laser beams, not, you know, not all of the weird stuff. <laughs> the weird stuff's coming. You know, turning uh, Maui into a gulag, that, that's coming. Anyway, so we got a lot of stuff. Um, well, I might just go to the main topic here. We, I've, got, I've got so many topics. I've got a ton of articles, and Jonathan's going to be on in the next hour. Dorothy's not going to make it today. So uh, we've got Jonathan maybe for one or two hours. I'm not sure. Uh, so, so, oh, interesting. So Marco in the Netherlands says, I wish, but never going to happen. I'm, I guess he's referring to Brexit. Um, so what will we call it for the Netherlands? Nexit? <laughs> so, so what you need is a Nexit. <laughs> I have to see Marco laughing over there in the Netherlands. So N-E-X-I-T, which is the Netherlands exit. Is anybody else? I'm sure someone else is. That, that has to be a, a common phrase. Netherlands exit. It was not. I can't believe it. I, I, there's no way I'm the first to do that. Nexit. Netherlands exit. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Margaret writes Nexit too. So that's what you call it. Nexit. I'm talking to Nigel Farage. I'll see if I can get you guys in contact and, uh, you know, let's, let's make it happen. I mean, everybody needs to leave. You know, it's like Star Wars, you know, where, where the, the republics need to break away from the empire because <laughs> it's the only way to survive. All right. So something happened. Um, last week, I think uh, a memo was, was not only revealed but published. And it's a secret memo that comes from the, the White House. Well, it's not so secret. came from the White House propaganda, the Ministry of Propaganda, 
you know, the 1984 Ministry of Propaganda um, to all of media, social media, and places like that, uh, telling them how they are supposed to report on the upcoming Brandon impeachment. Well, the first thing they have to, they're told to say is that there is no impeachment. It's not real. Uh, and if, even if it were, there's no evidence, <laughs> you know, both of which are huge lies, all right, because there's mountains of evidence. This election being stolen. There's mountains of evidence. But the people that say there's no evidence haven't looked or refused to look. So it's like with their, their hands in their ears. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not listening to you. Nah, 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 nah. Okay, fine. Well, you know. Okay, fine. <laughs> you, know, you can put your head in the sand, but we still see the rest of you. And you're still, not, you're still not looking. So the evidence is there. The evidence is there of election fraud. We all know that. The evidence is there that uh, this, is, this is a memo from the White House, from the propaganda ministry. Uh, not Brandon. Brandon was probably asleep or you know, changing diapers or whatever he does in his spare time. But uh, this is a, you know, it's not that it's a scary thing. I mean, I'm used to it. That's a scary thing is that I'm used to it. I expect the White House to put out memos telling uh, journalists how to report. I expect the journalists to dutifully you know, obey from the, uh, the Department of Quisling. You know, uh, so the Quisling Department. So, yes, uh, you know, I'd love to go to I should go to like a major journalist, uh, like the New York Times, or the Washington Post. Excuse me. Can you direct me to the Quisling Department? I'd like to find out who the traitors are that are, you know, responding directly to government. So these people are supposed to report on government, not report for government. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. I might use that again. Media don't report on, you know, don't report for government, report on government. Yeah. Yeah. I'm anyway. So. um so this is well, I get a little article. Let's see what the Hill says about it. Hill, a rather interesting source. I got so many articles for you. Although I did spend a lot of this weekend playing music. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, anyway, so here's uh, from the Hill. And this is uh, dated uh, uh, September 13th. So that would have been, what's it, 18th? So five days ago. Biden administration. Well, of course, you can't say that. You cannot say Biden. There is no Biden administration. There's a, there was a Brandon illegal coup. Let's just call it the Brandon coup. Uh, memo to media on impeachment. And this is the Hill staff, so nobody wants to take responsibility. They don't want to end up uh, you know, in the Gulag jail in uh, D.C. Anyway, it says the White House is urging news outlets, well, that'd be me, uh, to ramp up scrutiny of the white, of the, of the, I should say, <laughs> the white Republicans, that's funny, a scrutiny of the House Republicans' impeachment inquiry into, uh, into uh, White House occupant Biden. Well, they say president. You can't say that either. The two things you can't say on my show, President Biden, or Biden administration. You can't say those. Neither of those are true. There is no President Biden. There is no Biden administration. There's an illegal occupant of the White House, there is, uh, and there is an illegal government you know, telling us all what to do. And I, I wrote something interesting uh, in Facebook. Let me, um, I, I usually put these things. I don't want to burden my computer. So let me, let me pull this up on my phone. Oh, apparently I stole my avatar. So I have this really cool avatar of uh, me, you know, white hair and glasses and mustache and the whole bit. I think it's kind of cool. But uh, Facebook has seen fit to uh, deny me my avatar, so it, they're, they're so they're depersoning me. So I now no longer have a personality. Um, I just have to use their stupid uh, background memes. I cannot use my avatar anymore because apparently I'm a non-person. So Facebook has declared me a non-person, you know, without uh, without an avatar, and I guess they think that's going to stop me. <laughs> has anything else stopped me? No. Anyway, so I wrote down a couple things here. I said anyone who expects rights and laws. Um, to be respected by an illegal coup government is irrational, as that government exists because it broke laws and violated rights. So anybody that thinks you're going to get something fair out of uh, the Brandon insurrection, you can't do that. That's unconstitutional. What do they care? They've already stolen the government. You know, that's like telling a murderer shouldn't be jaywalking. <laughs> it's that bad, right? So to tell, well, I'm going to use that line again, too. That's kind of good. Anyway, so, but that's, that's the equivalency. 
That is the equivalency of where we are. Complaining about Brandon and the illegal government um, violating constitutional rights really is like, you know, saying that I'm, you know, accusing a murder of jaywalking. It's that bad. And so that's where we stand right now. That's, that's the problem. That's where we are. And so I'm just turning pages here. Oh, I forgot to bring up my new page. Monday, I'm a little rusty Monday morning. I know that sounds weird, but uh, you don't do radio for a couple of days. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of weird. So oh, pen, 918, 918, 23. Boy, this year's going fast. That's because I'm having fun. <laughs> I really am. Um, so we got a couple things, a couple things coming up. I'm hoping one of my local folks will join us here. Apparently, there's a big meeting of the BOCC, that is the Board of County Commissioners here in Santa Rosa County, Florida, and they're going to uh, set the zoning and things like that. In other words, they're going to zone themselves, you know, all kinds of uh, housing products so they can make lots of money from the developers. So that's what's going on there. And so it's up to us to do something about it. Now, I wrote a whole county plan. I have submitted it to the county several times. And so growth management, hold growth, figure out what you want to do, figure out how many people you want, figure out where you want housing projects, open space, tourism land, um, beach you know, property, land for the turtle, turtles, land for the tourists, you know, so the turtles and the tourists can coexist, <laughs> you know, um, and plan how much uh, tourism, how much industry, how much uh, business you want, plan how you're going to protect the historic district, how you're going to manage roads, the infrastructure, uh, and all those different things. I put it in a nice little county plan. Uh, of course, it'll go nowhere. <laughs> Because I kind of feel like Rodney Dangerfield sometimes. I don't get no respect. Uh, but uh, that is a problem around here. So we'll, uh, I'll be dealing with that uh, as I try and get my, my citizen legislative event and see how much uh, opposition I get from people that uh, would greatly benefit from that, especially as, you know, Milton you know, becomes uh, – oh, I just deleted my own website. Don't want to do that. As Milton becomes part of the map. All right, here we go. So let's go back to my, uh, my original article here. So the White House. Oh, here we go. This is this really is funny. Uh, it's it's kind of sad, too. But either they think they can do it, be that people are going along with it. White House is urging, urging excuse me, news outlets to ramp up scrutiny of the, of the House Republicans impeachment inquiry. Betcha they never said that, um, you know, during uh, Trump's, you know, various impeachments. In fact, Nancy Pelosi did a, the, the first time I've ever seen an impeachment done by poll. There was no inquiry. There was no question. There was no evidence. There was no presentation. There was no hearing, no, no witnesses, no testimony, no sworn oath material, no nothing. She just said, we think Trump should be impeached. And all the House Democrats said, yes, you're right. And so he was impeached. It was done by decree. <laughs> you know, I mean, so due process, not. we don't need no stinking due process. Anyway, article says the memo titled, it's time for the media to do more to scrutinize House Republicans demonstrably false claims that they're basing impeachment uh, stunt on was sent by White House spokesperson Ian Sams. Oh, actually, name something. Ian Sams. Hey, Ian Sams, you want to come on the show and tell us about it? You want to tell us about how you wrote a memo to destroy the freedom of the press in this country? You want to talk about a memo, how you intimidate you know, all the media into going along with you? Otherwise, you're probably going to arrest their asses and throw them in the D.C. gulag with the J6 people. I mean, what did you really say behind the scenes? That's what I'm What do you say behind the scenes? Oh, yeah, it be interesting. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, or Kevin McDeep State, excuse me, House Speaker Kevin McDeep State announced the inquiry Tuesday. Of course, an inquiry is not an impeachment. They're, they're going to question whether they should have an impeachment. Well, you have to ask whether you have, you know, if you have to ask whether you need an impeachment when you've got an illegal government that stole the election, that is as corrupt as it can be, that uses Ukraine as a money laundering center that uh, got a bogus war going for no reason, has gotten hundreds of thousands of people killed between Ukraine and Russia, simply so that the military industrial banking complex can make money off the deaths of all those people. 
you know, instead of uh, killing Americans, they're killing Ukrainians. So Ukrainians are taking the place of American soldiers that died in Afghanistan and, and uh, Iraq, you know, maintaining the, the uh, um, you know, the military industrial complex wars. And this goes all the way back to uh, Korea, Vietnam, you know, and then, of course, Clinton's little escapades, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and other places we were in. Um, but that's what they do. So the last time we were at war with a country that could actually attack, this is probably the first time since World War II. And, by the, and at that point, we were allies. <laughs> well, sort of. But it's interesting that uh, they're, they're staging a war with a real country that can fight back. You know, Russia, okay, has more nuclear weapons than we do. Uh, and uh, they're newer. And uh, they have technology to find stealth airplanes. Okay. So all you people, oh, <laughs> which is the funniest news item of the day. The, uh, the F-35 stealth uh, airplane that a uh, pilot had to reject from. Of course, they don't tell you why he had to reject. Uh, this is the latest and greatest airplane. This is the most expensive weapon system ever. The F-35, you know, they should call it the turkey. All right. So every, every airplane has a code name. You know, the F-16 Fighting Falcon, the F-15 Eagle, you know, the F-14 Tomcat. I don't know what the F-18 is. I think it's just called the F-18. <laughs> it needs a name. All right, excuse, all right, Navy guys, call in. Let me know. 215-383-3832 or on live chat. What is the F-18? I don't think it has a name. It's like the F-A-18, which stands for fighter attack. It's got to have a name. I'll look it up later. Anyway, so the, the, uh, the F-35 should be called the F-35 Turkey. It's a terrible airplane. It's fat. Its wings are too small. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just it's not maneuverable. It's designed to not be seen uh, and fire missiles far enough away that uh, not being seen allows it to then retreat before it's seen uh, and anybody can actually you know, shoot it out of the sky, which would not be that much of a big deal, apparently. Um, anyway, so, uh, so that's the thing. Now, the problem with stealth is that you can be seen. Dr. Peter Pry told us very clearly that the, uh, the low-frequency, low-wave radar you know, is really good at finding uh, stealth airplanes. And, and where does this technology come from? You know, England, World War II, that's how they found the, 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 the Luftwaffe when they're flying across from France. They'd use these, you know, long wave, low frequency uh, radio waves and the, the airplanes would bounce back. Oh, there they are. Well, you can find stealth airplanes the same way. You know, they have a smaller radi- radar cross section. Well, you can still see them. All you have to do is magnify that and there they are. <laughs> you know, so the only time you can find one apparently is when a pilot ejects and it ends up in the South Carolina woods and nobody knows where it is. You would think this airplane would have a GPS on it. You would think that the most advanced weapon system in the entire world would have a locator. Even a, even a small Cessna 150 has an ELT, an emergency locator transmitter that, that goes off with a certain level of impact. You would think that this wouldn't be a problem to find the most expensive weapon system on the planet, you know, because it doesn't have a GPS system. <laughs> then how do they find their way in the air? If you can't find it on the ground when it's not moving, how are you going to find it in the air? Uh, that oh, I just did something weird. Okay, there we go. My computer. I got this thing does stuff. All right. So anyway, so uh, so Marco has has told me that they've called it Nexit for years. Well, good. I, I didn't think that was original. It was just original to me. I'd never thought of the term before, but that doesn't mean there's a lot of things I you know I don't think of or hear. Nexit makes perfect sense. So what, what are you going to call the French exit? Frexit? <laughs> the, the German ex. We could have some fun with this. Marco, we should, we should start naming things. You know, uh, what, what, what would be the Poland? Oh, Poland, I guess that Poland? Is Eastern Europe in the European Union? Or is it only Western Europe? So Germany would be gex, gets it. <laughs> we need something that sounds more German. <laughs> gets it. How about the Spanish exit? Uh, Spexit? 
<laughs> I like Britain Brexit. You couldn't call it, you know, uh, see, if they just called it exit, you know, for England, it wouldn't be the same thing. He says, you are answering your own questions. Thank you, Marco. <laughs> I'm so glad to have him back. I, I, I need a, I need like a, a sidekick, Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson. Uh, you can look at that, Marco. That's actually a compliment. Uh, don't, uh, don't think badly of me here. Back to the article. So Deep State, uh, Kevin McDeep State is going to do the non- uh, impeachment, impeachment inquiry, which is meaningless. All right, that's report. Oh, let's let's go to the original source. You know me; I like to get original sources. So I've got. Uh, I actually have the memo right here in front of me. Is that the fourteen-page one? There, that's the big one. We'll, we'll get to the appendix later. Uh, let's get to the original memo. So this is from this is from the White House Department of Propaganda, the 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 Ministry of Truth. <laughs> you know. The, uh, the, the, the media you know, management office of the illegal government of Brandon in the White House. Ian Sams, that's I-A-N-S-A-M-S. Should I write to him? Hey, I want to get you on my show. I want to hear about how you uh, manipulate the press and uh, destroy uh, um, you know, uh, media folks like me. <laughs> you know, don't censor me if I can't uh, get my word out. Anyway, Ian Sams, special assistant to the president and senior advisor and spokesman. Well, they actually said man, you know, so much for diversity and equity and inclusion. So, so let's read in Ian Sam, special assistant to the insurrectionist and senior advisor and spokesperson for the White House Counsel's Office. Those are the lawyers. September 12, 2023. Re, R-E, colon, it's time for the media to do more to scrutinize House Republicans' demonstrably false claims that they're basing impeachment, basing, he says that they're, I'll read this literally because it's terrible English, that they're basing impeachment stunt on. <laughs> That's what he says. So we got a guy that can't speak English properly telling the media how to write stories. <laughs> the irony just never ends. So let's, let's get into this. First of all, let's, let's take this title. Uh, time for the media to, to do more to scrutinize. Why is the White House telling the media what to do? That's, first of all, wrong. That is an infringement on the First Amendment, even though they're not stopping free speech. They're, they're having an influence on it, or what the Supreme Court would call a chilling effect. In other words, if the White House says, you know, this is what we think you should do, there's an implied or else, <laughs> you know, they're going to do something in retaliation and that intimidates free speech. So free speech, first of all, has to be completely free. So the White House should say nothing about free speech. They can't tell media what to do or what not to do. They can't do that. That's a violation of their, of their uh, oath to support and defend the Constitution. That's a violation of the First Amendment. First Amendment is very, very clear. Government shall make no law abridging the right of free speech. I, I'm just doing it from memory. Let me get the actual one here. I do tend to like to do original words. Otherwise, I get screwed up because my memory sucks. It just does. All right. Amendment 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. The very first sentence of the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. That doesn't mean you can't, you know, pray in school or put uh, Christmas scenes on, on public lands. It's a bunch of nonsense. What it means is that the Congress cannot create the Church of America, just like uh, Britain has the Church of England. Marco, does the Netherlands have a have a state church? Do you guys have a state church that the uh, the monarch um, is uh, you know also head of? See in England, King Charles. That's a laughable term in itself. King Charles is head of the state of the nation of England uh, or Great Britain, and also head of the Church of England, which is why we have a separation. Uh, Marco asked me, did you hear about Russell Brand and the slander campaign against him? I heard about it, but there's only so many stories I could cover. And that has not really appeared large on my radar screen like an F-35 would under low-frequency radar that the Russians developed after the British. Um, so now I've heard about it, but uh, Russell Brand – Russell Brand's interesting. 
uh, I thought he was like a stupid little twiddly actor. Uh, I was watching him in some film, uh, Losing Your Girlfriend in 40 Days, where he goes after somebody's really gorgeous girlfriend. And that guy's a total, you know, uh, just a wimpy guy. (laughs) So anyway, so Russell Brand steals a girlfriend from a wimpy guy. uh, And that's all I know about Russell Brand. (laughs) That's it. In fact, Marco probably knows the movie I'm talking about. How to Lose Your Girlfriend in 40 Days or, oh, no, it was uh, Leaving Sarah Marshall or something like that. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but that's all I know about Russell Brand. <laughs> so, Marco, you have to fill me in. He is supposed to be highly intelligent. Well, supposed to be an R are two different things. But um, I don't know, Marco, do you think I should get him on the show? What do you think? Would that be fun? So anybody has access to you know Hollywood people or things like that, some, some of those folks are really interesting to talk to. Um, I want to talk to Ted Nugent. Fascinating. That would be, he would love what we do here. Haven't been able to reach him. Um, someone else, Kevin Sorbo, you know, who played Hercules back when he was, you know, in his twenties, you know, you know, big, big, uh, you know, muscle-bound dude. Um, that would be fun. He'd be great to have on. He's uh, another person. Uh, who's the martial arts guy? Um, not, not uh, Bruce Lee. The other one, <laughs> Texas Rangers. You know that guy, Texas Ranger, uh, the red hair guy. You know who I'm talking about the the martial arts guy. I can't believe I can't think of his name. Anyway, Chuck Chuck Norris. There we go. Thank you. Senior moment. Although I accuse that of Brianna. Brianna's a teenager. She reports on Tuesday. I said, oh, you're having a senior moment? You forgot? We all thought that was funny. So Chuck Norris would be great. So those are the folks I want to have on the show. All right, let's go back to the memo. So the memo says, from Ian Sams, uh, from the, uh, the Ministry of Propaganda, after nearly nine months of investigating, House Republicans haven't been able to turn up any evidence of the president doing anything wrong. That is a lie. <laughs> they you know, One American News and Newsmax, you know, actual journalist places, have reporting for the better part of a year of all the things that the insurrectionist in chief, the illegal uh, person occupying the White House, has done wrong. What they haven't reported on enough of is that the fact that the entire Brandon you know, insurrection is an illegal government occupying the White House. So that's the first problem. But the House has not seen fit to have the House committee on the stolen 2020 election. That's huge. Because they don't do that, you know, think, think of uh, the coup as like really bad children. You know, if you let them get away with stuff, they only get worse. If you let them steal from the cookie jar, the next thing they're doing is stealing candy bars from the local shop, and pretty soon they're carjacking. Well, the Democrat Party, you know, and the, the, the people in the White House are kind of like that. You know, they, they were able to steal the election, to violate the Constitution, to violate virtually every law we have, and then people wonder why they continue to do so. Well, because you didn't stop them when they stole the election. Okay, that's obvious. And so it's like the climate change folks, you know, when you allowed them to, uh, you know, put all this nonsense in the schools, it was, it was no big deal to set arson fires to show people, oh, look, it's, uh, it's climate change. No, it's not. It's arson. <laughs> big difference. Okay. So that's the thing. So, so there's the first problem is that the House Republicans have not uh, had a special committee on the stolen election of 2020. And this is what you get, you know, because you've let, you've let the bad children, you know, keep playing. Next sentence, but House Republicans, led by, Ma- by Marjorie Taylor Greene, where's underdog? <laughs> you know, so they hate Marjorie Taylor Greene. So they pick on people you know, who are known to be unpopular. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Picking on a woman there, guys. Yeah, real tough. Anyway, uh, it says, but the House Republicans led by, and she, the House Republicans are not led by Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's another lie. She's very prominent, but she's not leading them. Kevin McDeepstate, the Speaker of the House, is the spokesperson for the Republican Party. Got to get my politician voice. Anyway, Marcella Green are nonetheless opening a baseless impeachment inquiry. Of the, so then they say they lied again. They lied again. All right. So the first sentence, there's no evidence. Second sentence, they're opening an impeachment, but that's a lie. 
you know, are they just, so, and, and is there any evidence to say there's no evidence? No, there's plenty of evidence to say there's evidence. So that's a lie too, right? So first of all, they say uh, there's no evidence when there is. Then they say uh, a baseless impeachment when we already proved there is evidence. And then they say, despite many House Republicans openly admitting there is no evidence on which to support it. Many. They're talking like 30. <laughs> Out of how many? 218? So, so what, what, what percentage is that? Let me um, quickly go to my calculator because my math sucks. So let's go away from Facebook and let's get my calculator and let's find out. So 30 divided by 218 is 13%. So, the, so what they're saying is, uh, I want to put it here, despite many House Republicans openly admitting there's no evidence, right? 13%. That's their many. <laughs> it's not even a quarter. 13%, right? Then it says impeachment is grave, rare, and historic. That's like abortion is safe, you know, rare and legal <laughs> or something like that. It's the same kind of thing. Impeachment is grave, rare, and historic. Okay? None of that is true. It's, uh, it's not that grave, apparently, because Nancy Pelosi did it by simply taking a poll without an investigation. Rare. <laughs> Trump was impeached all the time, so it's not rare. Historic? Well, yeah, in the sense that uh, it's become common. It'd be like um, if, they, uh, if, they did, uh, if they started executing um, you know, political prisoners. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's gonna, you know, they want that to happen. Obviously not. I want to make it really clear on this one because this might not be a good example. But if they started executing you know, uh, people in, uh, in the D.C. Gulag and they said, well, I mean, these people, uh, you know, they're just going to get out and cause another insurrection. We might as well just execute them now. Be interesting to see if they that'd be the Babylon B piece, you know. You know, White House decides to execute January six uh, people. It'd be interesting to see the reaction because a lot of people in the country go, "Yeah, kill them." Those are the same people in the French Revolution that would have, uh, you know, turned their neighbors in and watched them be executed by the guillotine. Those people are out there, right? Doctor Guillotine invented the, uh, um, the the guillotine as a more humane way, way to kill people because apparently the axe was was rather inhumane. So lopping somebody's head off efficiently is obviously better than lopping someone's head off sloppily, according to, you know, Dr. Guillotine. Anyway, so that would be an interesting thought. Let's, uh, let's say, well, you know, that'd be a great question. So do you think that uh, the, the, uh, the January 6th prisoners are so evil they should be executed? Oh, wouldn't that be a great question to ask? Uh, no, we don't think so. Well, so you're saying they're not that evil then? Well, yes, they are. Okay, well, what is it? If they're evil, then you should be executed. No, we don't believe in that. Well, well, then uh, what do you want for them then? You put them in jail for 25 years. That's a death sentence for a lot of them. So what's, uh, what's the difference? You know? And there's a good question for you. Right? Is locking up the January 6th people for 25 years, especially the older ones in their 60s, like, I don't know, me, is that in fact a death sentence? Because who's gonna, what, where am I going to be in 25 years? I'll be 85. <laughs> That's a, yeah, I'm going to be old. You know, hopefully still doing action radio, although I think 85 is when I want to retire. So I figured at 85, I'll go live on a cruise ship and, you know, go chase women and party and dance the night away. By that point, I'll have had enough of this. 25 years, that'd be enough. We shall see. Let's see what Marco says. He's got another comment here. Oh, if Chuck Norris does push-ups, he doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. <laughs> That's what I love having Marco. Marco, I missed you. Uh, he, says, he also says, go away from Facebook. That's the best t- tip you could give all day. No, I like using Facebook because I've got 25 groups. You know, I mean, Facebook is, is public accommodation. It's an open forum. They have to uh, take people because they're open to the public. Otherwise, that's discriminatory. You know, so, so the way Facebook discriminates against conservatives is the way Democrat restaurants in the South discriminate against black customers. See, we're not going to serve you. So it's the same thing, right? It's, it's the exact same thing. So the segregated South and the segregated social media are exactly the same thing. 
we don't serve conservatives here. We don't serve your kind here, you conservative. You know, exactly the same as a Southern Democrat restaurant saying, we don't serve black people here. What's the difference? What, skin color versus ideology? Which leads to the question, is ideology a civil right? I believe it is. In fact, I'm firmly convinced that I'm going to be writing that bill at some point here. Oh, yeah, my, bill, my website. <laughs> so the hack that uh, tried to take out all my uh, the bill index, it didn't actually destroy the bills, but the, the, the bill indexes at uh, all proposed laws and citizen bill ideas is back. And the site's working, working very well. Thank you very much. Survived another hack. You know, and I hope we don't get any more because I'm really sick of it. I've got better things to do than stop people hacking my damn website. Back to this here. The Constitution requires, oh, here we go. Impeachment is grave, rare, and historic. The Constitution requires treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, apparently the Constitution does, but Nancy Pelosi doesn't because she took a poll. That's exactly what she did. All right, so treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay, so treason is only in time of war. In fact, uh, Brianna, uh, who does our government inquiry report, is looking into writing an amendment to the Constitution that says that treason does not have to occur in time of war. I think that's an interesting idea because what we have here with the Brandon insurrection, the Obama, you know, the Joe Obama government, as I've heard it called recently, is in fact treasonous because they have stolen the government. They have declared war on the United States. They have, as they say, weaponized. They've turned the FBI into the KGB. You know, these people are, are domestic enemies. They are a, a national terrorist group. You know, they are every bit as bad as the Communist Party in Russia that took over and, and subjugated the entire country. What's the difference? Same thing. Same people, same ideology, just a different name. So, treason bribery, uh, I have to find out the Constitution where this says. So I think it's in the, uh, Article 1. Treason shall consist of, and that's, it's going to say that here somewhere. Well, let's take a look. Senate Representatives, Section 8, Congress will have the power, all bills for raising revenue, and yeah, that's part of what they can do. Uh, section 9, uh, privilege, habeas corpus. Section 10, no state shall enter a treaty alliance. No state. It's in there somewhere. I'll ask Jonathan. He'll know. He'll be on about. Uh, I'm going to tell you more about this. Then it says, I've only got the first few lines of this memo. Then it says, but House Republicans are publicly stating they have uncovered none of these things. So why are you so upset? You know, what does Shakespeare say? Methinks thou protesteth too much. So the fact that they're drawing attention to this, the fact, you know, if you, if you really believed that, that Brandon won in a free and fair election, why would you arrest everybody that said he didn't? You'd be laughing at them. Say, look, you idiot. Of course he won. Go away. But they can't do that because there's a mountain of evidence to prove that uh, they stole the election. Mountains of evidence everywhere. Computer files, stolen ballots, videotapes, affidavits, eyewitness reports, evidence upon evidence upon evidence that that is a stolen election. And the simple fact that Brandon could not beat Trump in a fair election. That's impossible. Brandon, in a declining mental state, mental state who promised to reverse everything that this country great that Trump brought in, would not be popular even without all, all his mental problems. And I don't say mental, you know, in the sense that uh, the degrading of his brain, the two brain aneurysms, the other things that have caused him to be, you know, basically, I don't know, in a, I don't know what stage of dementia it is, but it's pretty bad and getting worse. And the fact that uh, the Obama, you know, insurrection behind the scenes, it keeps propping him up and Jill Biden keeps pushing him out. Jill Biden, you know, Dr. Jill, keeps pushing him out there is, is elder abuse in the worst possible sense. But uh, they let it go on. This is the thing I don't understand. Maybe Marco can help me out here. I do not understand why the Congress let the Brandon insurrection create a war between Ukraine and Russia. 
I do not understand why this military industrial complex is allowed to keep creating wars. You know, obviously it's money. Yes, I know why. But I mean, you know, I do not understand why the House Select Committee has not completely um, gotten rid of this administration and said, look, you people are illegal. The Trump electors won. Go the hell away. There's a lot of things I don't understand. But, uh, you know, I think uh, World War I, where every day generals would order, you know, young men on both sides to run into barbed wire fences and then get shot by machine guns and die by the millions. And they kept doing it for four years and nobody stopped it. That's insane. And yet it happened. Back to the memo. But House Republicans are publicly stating they have uncovered nothing. Republican Ken Buck, Colorado, I don't know who he is, said that the time for impeachment is the time when there's evidence linking, well, he says President Biden. Anybody that says President Biden is already a suspect, right? If there's evidence linking that guy to a high crime or misdemeanor, but that the evidence doesn't exist right now. What, do you think it's going to exist in the future if it doesn't exist now? What does it mean doesn't exist right now? <laughs> of course it does. Think another one, Representative Dave Joyce of Ohio. These are people nobody's ever heard of, right? He told Forbes he is not seeing facts or evidence. Well, because he's not looking. Republican Dusty Johnson, another person nobody's ever heard of, told CNN. When Republicans go on CNN, you know they're making up stuff, right? He says there is a constitutional and legal test that you have to meet with evidence. Okay, well, there's plenty of evidence. You just have to look at it, pal. Oh, he's, oh, he says he has not seen the evidence. Well, of course he hasn't seen the evidence. He hasn't looked. See, notice, that, notice the common thread here? They're saying that they're not seeing the facts, seeing the evidence. doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but, you know, it's like Sergeant Schultz in the, in the old comedy Hogan's Heroes. Can you imagine that? 1960s, 20 years after World War II, people are still alive who remember it, right? And uh, we've got a comedy about a prisoner of war camp in Germany. That was funny in itself. Sergeant Schultz, played by John Banner. Uh, I think he was an American actor. Anyway, uh, they made him look German, a little mustache the whole bit. Big uh, portly gentleman. I know nothing. I see nothing. It was the perfect metaphor for politicians. Well, there is no evidence. Of course there is. You haven't looked. Well, if I haven't looked, then there is no evidence. Circular argument. Now, this just goes on. They have all these people. They're, they're quoting all these Republicans that nobody has ever heard of. And they're all talking to CNN <laughs> or CBS. Who else are they talking to? But it, or Politico. It doesn't matter. There's no liberal sources. So you've got liberal Republican, you know, sycophant quizlings talking to liberal communist propaganda arms of the White House. Of course they're going to say there's no evidence. You know, they hope to uh, rise up in the in liberal world, even though they're Democrats. You know, I mean, Republicans, or as I would call them, transgender Democrats. That's another story. CNN. Oh, here we go. Now let's get to an actual source, right? I'm going to take a break in a minute. I'm tired. <laughs> I've been ranting for like almost 45 minutes. I can't believe it. <sighs> Back to the memo. I'll take a break after the memo. Then Jonathan can talk. CNN has reported that there are as many as 30 House Republicans. 30. That's out of 218. They don't say out of 218, all right? They just say 30, like that's some kind of big number. Actually, it's about 30 in the House Freedom Caucus, but that's another story, too. There are as many as 30 House Republicans who don't believe there's enough evidence yet for impeachment. What do you mean don't believe? What they believe is irrelevant. Of course they don't believe it. What are they, like, they're like Tinkerbell and Peter Pan? You know, you got to believe. you got to believe you can fly out the window. Yeah, great. Go for it. See how that works out for you. See, you notice the, the, the wording is very clever here. They don't believe there's enough evidence for, yet for impeachment. Now, there's mountains of evidence, piles of it. There's, there's tons of evidence for impeachment, but they don't believe it. It's like climate change. Do you believe in climate change? Well, what I believe is irrelevant. Either the earth is warming up to a dangerous level or it's not. And it's not. <laughs> it's just not. All right. 
the the temperature you know chartings over the last you know several decades. If anything, it's cooled a little bit, then it goes up a little bit. Temperature changes. Does climate change? Yes, absolutely. You know, can you change that with legislation? No. <laughs> All you can do is kill people by breaking the carbon cycle. Oh boy, they don't believe. So you read this stuff. This is why I go over the actual sources. Once you get the actual sources, you realize how deceitful and deceptive this is. Then it says, perhaps that is why, despite vowing just days ago that any impeachment inquiry would be opened by a vote of the House, Speaker McDeepstate, my word, has gone against his own demands in 2019 to open an inquiry unilaterally. Now, he didn't open it unilaterally. He was going to be removed as Speaker if he didn't. (laughs) That's pretty clear. Everything about this is a lie flip-flopping on his own commitment to a vote. Well, if flip-flopping were a crime, uh, everybody in Washington would be guilty. They flip-flop just depending on where the money is. You, you pay somebody enough, and they'll, they'll change their position. Anyway, then it says, but reporting that solely focuses on process rather than substance is woefully inadequate when it comes to something as historically grave as impeachment. Well, it's only historically grave when it's done against a Democrat. <laughs> that makes it historically grave. All right? Um, but uh, with Donald Trump, it's, it's like, you know, just... The day's business. <laughs> okay. Reported that so this, this is this. I'm going to think about the sentence for a minute. But reporting that so focuses on process rather than substance. Oh, so the, the motions of an impeachment without evidence, even though there is evidence. Well, actually, they're focusing on both. They're focusing on evidence, and that is the substance. Then it says, oh, this is in bold print, so this must be important. It's time for the media to ramp up a scrutiny. Oh, there's the title again. Then it says, when even House Republican members are admitting that there's simply no evidence. They keep saying that like it's a mantra. You know, that's dangerous to democracy. The vaccine is safe and effective. There's no evidence to impeach. There's no evidence the election was stolen. I mean, I can do this all day. (laughs) You know, all these little mantras. Climate change is going to destroy life on Earth. You know, I mean, it's, it, just, it just keeps going and going and going. It's really funny. Anyway, this is for years. Back to the memo. Republicans in Congress have tried to muddy the waters by attracting media coverage of their allegations. And as they chose to move forward with impeachment, it is the responsibility of the independent press. Wait, wait, you're talking to CNN. <laughs> what, what independent press? <laughs> Wait a minute. So, so here they are talking about they're, they're sending a memo to the press to tell them how to report and what to report and tell them to say there is no evidence. And then they use the words independent press. That's funny. That's hysterical. Right. So independent press to treat their claims with the appropriate scrutiny. What is the appropriate scrutiny? Well, that's when you agree with the White House. That's what the appropriate scrutiny is. Right. Then it says covering impeachment as a process story. It's not a process story. It's a story. It's not a process story. It's a story. Okay, so let's get that straight. Then it says Republicans say X, but the White House says Y. <laughs> We're talking X and Y chromosomes here? Then it says, is a disservice to the American public who relies on the independent press to hold those in power accountable. Well, that's what the independent press does. But here's a memo that says you can't hold those in power accountable because they say there is no evidence, even though when there's mountains of evidence. This is funny. This is what happens when you get a liberal education and you think you know something and you get way too much power for your own good and you write absolute absurdities. It says, for years, Republicans in Congress have tried to muddy the waters by attracting media coverage of their allegations. So what is it when the Democrats in Congress, you know, attract media coverage for their allegations? Is that clarity? <laughs> anyway, this is, and, and as they choose to move forward with impeachment, which the Democrats did several times, uh, uh, it is the responsibility of the independent press. Wait a minute. 
If it's the responsibility of the independent press, why are you telling them what to say? So obviously it's not the responsibility of the independent press. What the responsibility of the independent press is, is to say what the White House tells them to say, make them, making them the dependent press. So let me rephrase this. It is the responsibility of the dependent press to treat Republican claims with this scrutiny that the White House tells you to treat it with. That's the translation. Then it says covering impeachment as a process story instead of a story. Republicans say X, but the White House says Y. Well, that's why we have reporting. So, so you put enough facts out there so we know who's telling the truth, right? This is a disservice to the American public who relies on the independent press to hold those in power accountable. Name an independent press. And those who are independent press are usually censored. One American News, Newsmax, The Federalist, you know, all the folks I read. You know, The Free Thought Project, you know, American Greatness, uh, Last Refuge, Zero Hedge. If you don't know these sources, you're not reading the right stuff. Gateway Pundit. That's the independent press. Action Radio. <laughs> We're the independent press, right? Anyway, then it says, in the modern media environment, in other words, where everything's controlled by computer, where everyday liars and hucksters peddle disinformation. Are they selling it? And lies everywhere from Facebook to Fox. Really? You, think I could, you don't think I can stack up my statements against uh, what they, their perceived reality? I think I do a lot. I think I do pretty well. Come on, branded insurrection. Come show you gutless, gonadless, you know, uh, insurrectionists, call the show. You want, yeah, you want to, you want to have, uh, you want to see what an independent, independent press can do? Call my show, 215-383-3832. And that goes for the FBI, KGB guys that are listening to. If you got any, if you're not gonadless, you know, call the show. Oh, did you see that, that video? This is great. All right. So there's a video um, that comes out of TikTok, which goes directly to the Chinese Communist Party. Um, but there's a video on TikTok. Uh, this, uh, this FBI, who actually showed up with a uh, local county sheriff, so it was pretty good. Uh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so Marco says, that voice you do. Sounds like the movie, uh, what was it? Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, tell me what movie I sound like. Because uh, I do a lot of voices here. <laughs> a lot of voices. I end up sounding like Mark Davis. Have you noticed that? And I get that voice that sounds like Mark Davis, you know, talk show host in Houston, Texas. So I, 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 get, to, I get the radio voice. Um, occasionally I sound like him. It's kind of funny. I should get Mark on the, on the line and do him. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. All right. So I'm not even going to get to the main memo because this is, this one's just too much fun. So it says, uh, here we go. Congress and money waters. And in the modern media environment, everyday liars and hucksters peddle disinformation. That would be the white house. The white house every day are liars and hucksters and every day out of the white house comes misinformation or disinformation. I'm not quite sure the difference. Climate change is real. That's misinformation. The election was free and fair. That's misinformation. The COVID shot is safe and effective. Have you noticed that nobody's, uh, that, that no, now what, are, what are the chances? Okay. So what are the chances that no public official, no office holder, Nobody in the health departments, either in the federal or state governments, nobody that I know of in a government capacity has suffered any ill effects of the COVID jab. That is statistically impossible. The only way that's possible is if they can get it. Okay? Dr. Fascist. You know who Dr. Fascist is. Genocidal, psychopathic, avaricious, narcissistic, pathologically lying, vaccine drug pusher did not get the COVID shot. Guarantee it. How do I know? Because he's over 80 and he suffered absolutely no ill effects. If he had the COVID shot, he'd be in the hospital. And he'd have COVID a bunch more times. Because the COVID shot gives you COVID. So let's find out what's going on in the Netherlands. So, so how many Netherlands politicians uh, have come down with uh, COVID shot 
related problems. I bet you none because they didn't take it. They know better. Do you think Fauci took the, the, the COVID shot? Of course not. He knows what's in it. <laughs> He's not going to take it. It's <laughs> pretty obvious, right? So to finish this up before uh, I got like nine minutes before Jonathan gets here. I want to play a couple of uh, announcements. Modern media environments, House Republican leaders should be held accountable for the fact that they are lurching toward impeachment. Lurching? Like lurching the Adams family? Uh, anyway, lurching toward impeachment over allegations that are not only unfounded, but in virtually all cases have been actively disproven. They said they don't exist, that there is no evidence. So how do you disprove something if there's no evidence? <laughs> I, just, just curious. Well, that's what they're saying. Uh, and virtually all cases have been actively disproven. That's not true either. In fact, the news reports every day that these, uh, well, they say allegations. Now, you should understand the word allegations. An allegation is different than an accusation. Okay. So they use the word allegation on purpose because alle- allegation is a legal term. That means you're, you're, you're saying somebody did something wrong, but you don't have any evidence or proof. An accusation is where you do have some evidence or proof. That's why they keep using the word allegation. That's a legal term. Okay. Understanding that makes, this makes more sense. Lurching was impeachment or allegations. See, in every case, they say that the Republicans are lying. Every single paragraph. There is no evidence the Republicans are lying. That's the message. It says House leaders should be held. Why would you hold the leaders accountable? Was anybody held accountable for Trump's bogus prosecutions and impeachments? No. So why do they want Republicans held accountable? To stop them, to put them out of office, right? Okay, this is including by witnesses and documents in their own investigations, as well as years old congressional probes and even even the former president's first impeachment inquiry. I don't believe that because I don't know enough about that. I have to go back and check and I don't care. Then it says, as you begin to cover. Oh, here we go. Here's the message. So this is how to be media approved. This is how you get your gold star media. This is how you get your official White House Approval so you're not locked up with the January 6th prisoners in the D.C. Gulag, so that you be good boys and girls and say what you're told to say. It says, as you begin to cover the, the House GOP's impeachment push, instead of inquiry, right, more intensely, in close, you'll find a 14-page appendix that comprehensively addresses the seven key lies the House Republicans are suggesting uh, they are basing their impeachment on. So, this memo gives away the entire Democrat strategy for opposing the real impeachment. It's here. And of course, it's on, I've already published it on Facebook. Go to the Action Radio legal page. Or just go to the Hill. The, Hill, the, the Hill's where I got it, right? From that article I, just, uh, I was quoting from earlier. They have it. What do you think I found it? You know. So Hill staff, uh, September 13th, uh, Biden administration's memo to media on impeachment. That's where you find the entire memo. That's where I got it from. I read through the 14-page one, too. It's really hysterical. I'm not going to spend you know, time on the 14 pages, but it's all there. So in other words, they have, they've already worked out their defense. Now, why would they work out the defense if there's no evidence? Why would you have to work out a defense for impeachment if there's no evidence? They said there's no evidence. So if there's no evidence, they should say, okay, we're done, <laughs> and walk away and go do something else like climate change, give more money to Ukraine, you know, screw up some more Republicans' lives, go after some more conservatives, lie about January 6th. I mean, do the things they normally do. Why do they have 14 pages saying there's no evidence? That's a lot of evidence that there's no evidence. So there must be something there. Otherwise, why would they spend so much time? It's like you den- if you deny something so much, people realize you did it. See, that's how you can tell a guilty person. Right? 
let's see. Marco, do you guys do this in the Netherlands? What's the test of a, of a guilty person? Guilty person, you know, if an innocent person, you accuse somebody of doing something, they're innocent, right? They'll, they'll say, I didn't do that. And they might give a reason. Well, I was in Saskatchewan. I was, I was talking to, you know, wheat farmers in Canada you know, or something else. So just, I didn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's absurd. You know, go away. Leave me alone. You know, that's what an honest person says. The guilty person says, how dare you accuse me of that? There's no evidence I did it. You can't prove it. And somebody at work said that the other day. You know, I have a day job on Sundays. I said, you can't prove that I did such and such. I said, I, don't, I said you, just, you just proved it. <laughs> you just proved it by your reaction. You know? And so people that say, you can't prove it, they're worried that you can prove it. Otherwise, they wouldn't say that. Because if, there was no, if you didn't do it, then obviously they couldn't prove it. Because there's nothing to prove. But the guilty person knows there's evidence, knows it can be proven. And that's why, I say you can't, that's why they say you can't prove it. Because they're hoping that you can't or you won't or you get discouraged enough that you won't prove it, even though you know you can and they know you can't. Because if there were no evidence, then they wouldn't have to tell you there's no evidence. There just wouldn't be any evidence. The fact that they're spending 14 pages of documentation to tell you there's no evidence shows that there's one hell of a lot of evidence. All right? So they've actually convicted themselves by trying to tell people not to report on it. Why not report on it? Why not report there's no evidence? Why don't you just leave them alone? Leave the press alone. If they're really free and independent, as they say they are, there's nothing to report. There's no memo. You don't have to tell people not to report things where there's no evidence. You only tell people not to report things when there is evidence. <laughs> this, this is what makes this so funny. This is what makes this hysterical. 14 pages of non-evidence. <laughs> you know, telling people that, well, we've got a couple of minutes. Maybe you should go through some of these. The rest of the stuff is just BS. Let me, let me get the memo. Let me just tell you. I'll tell you the seven points. Uh, uh, here's the summary. So the contents of this is, this is like page two of the memo. Contents. Republican claim number one. Joe Biden engaged in a bribery scheme with, with a foreign national. Yes, he did. We've seen the video. You're not getting the money. We've all seen that. So that claim is false. Republican claim number two. Joe Biden as VP got the Ukrainian prosecutor general fired. Yep, we saw the video. <laughs> he, of course he did to help the company where his son served on the board. That's not true either. So everything they're saying isn't true, isn't true. (laughs) Kind of gets warped after all. Republican claim number three. Joe Biden has participated in his family's global business ventures with America's adversaries. Oh, come on. We all know he's bought and paid for by China. Why do you think he goes there for instructions? Why do you think he sends Anthony Blinken there for instructions? Why do you think he never says anything against China? Why do you think he let the, their, their spy balloon cross our entire nation, fly over all of our nuclear most secret bases, and then shot it down? Why? Because he bought and paid for by China. He wanted China to get all the intelligence because that's the deal. Otherwise, they expose all the fact that he probably you know, either fantasizes or goes after five-year-olds or whatever else he does. All right? So the guy's a pervert. I got a funny thing out of the Action Radio comedy. Uh, hey, Marco, if you haven't checked out, uh, oh, you don't do Facebook, but uh, if you checked out Action Radio um, comedy forum, <laughs> you'll see something. I, I made a bad comment. All right, the next one here. Oh, they say President Biden. Okay, so they say Joe Biden before. All of a sudden, by the, the fourth claim, he's President Biden. They've elevated him. Right? So they're not lying about two. So uh, Brandon is compromised by deals with foreign adversaries and it is impacting his decision-making. Well, first of all, there is no decision-making. He doesn't make decisions, all right? So that's a lie right there. Obama makes decisions. Brandon reads teleprompters and then says he has to go to bed. (laughs) That's what he does, right? Republican claim number five. There was political interference from the Biden insurrection, my word, in Trump-appointed prosecutor David Weiss's investigation of Hunter Biden. Of course there was. First of all, Weiss says there was no evidence, there was no prosecution. It's a common theme. 
the worst criminals on the Democrat Party. They say there's no evidence. Well, of course there's evidence. <laughs> there's tons of it. And then David Weiss in, indicted Brandon, I mean, excuse me, invited, indicted Hunter on the three, you know, gun crimes. Oh, there's Jonathan. He indicts uh, Hunter on the three crimes that have no connection to Brandon. That's not an accident. David Weiss is part of the defense team. He's not part of the Department of Justice. He's on the defense team. And the last uh, Republican claim number six, Jonathan, I know you just joined me. Hopefully you had a chance to listen in beforehand. I've got, uh, this is the 14-page memo. I went over the first part of it, the uh, first section of all the, the, the theories of, of bizarre stuff. And these are the actual uh, claims. We can go over these again if you're curious. And this is claim number six. The Biden administration, of course, that's a misnomer, is stonewalling congressional investigations. Yes, they are. That's why I have a... Uh, uh, Congressional Storage and Retrieval Act that says that all memos created by and all written material created by uh, uh, the bureaucracies goes to a, uh, a duplicates made and put in an, elect- an electronic storage vault in Congress. And so they don't have to wait when they get a subpoena or they get uh, they have oversight. They don't have to wait for the, the agency to give them the memo five years from now. They have it immediately because they have a duplicate in their electronic storage vault. That's how you handle that program. But, but problem. But the idea that the, 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 the Brandon you know, it's a lie that Brandon is stonewalling congressional investigations. Oh, please. This is hysterical. Anyway, I'm happy to catch you up, Jonathan, and all, uh, all the stuff that's going on there. But I do have, I do have a new theme, which I haven't played. Uh, I've only played a couple times here. Let me scroll down. I should have been ready for this. I can figure out where I put it. Ha, here it is. Be right back with Jonathan. What is the law? Are we under the rule of law? Does that mean those who make the laws rule us? Aren't we under the consent of we the people, where we write the laws we consent to be governed by and rule the government? Who is the law? Is it the Supreme Court, the President, the Congress, the states? Can you take the law into your own hands? Is there any time the law isn't in your own hands? In a country under a coup d'etat and a stolen government, there is no law. But there are a whole bunch of things being done in the name of law. And now, with this state of confusion and contradiction, let's try to find a way out together by using the law. Because if our government of the people, by the people, and for the people means anything, it means we the people are the law. And now to try and make some sense of all this and use the law as it was meant to be used to find our way back to freedom, it's time now for The Legal Report with Jonathan Mosley. Oh boy, I can't believe I talked for an entire hour. I was going to take a break, but no, I just ranted. <laughs> I covered everything, but uh, mostly the memo. Um, from uh, from the, the White House, the, the bogus memo telling the uh, the press how to report um, on the impeachment. And the funniest part is they say how valuable a free and independent press is. And I just found that hysterical. <laughs> I don't know, John, have you, have you read the memo or had a chance to uh, uh, take a look at it? It was really, it, it, it's, it's beyond, it's so disgusting, it's funny. That's the only way I can put it. No, I, I, I heard, of course, the news <clears throat> that, that the... Uh, White House is scolding the white the media for uh, not going after Republicans, and um, but I didn't. And of course, people are finding the tone and the dictatorial look. You know, they talk about a bad look, but you know the fact that it 
it, it really smacks of a dictatorial government. You know, it, it is so amazing that everything that they say about Republicans is true of Democrats and not true of Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are really they really are dictators at heart. Um, well, how does this and really, out? Who who leaked uh, this? I mean, somebody somebody must have leaked this. This is not intended to be uh, 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 publicly available. This is intended for you know the the the, the quizzling media, media to dutifully uh, you know from the Ministry of Propaganda in the White House to make sure that they all fall in line and report as they're told to report. How did this get out? I this is great. So they, this is this is supposed to be given to the media. But they weren't supposed to tell the public, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I've got the the first page and I've got the 14 page. They they spent 14 pages saying there is no evidence. And I just, just before before you got on, I said, wait a minute. If there's no evidence, why would you have to spend 14 pages telling people there is no evidence? Obviously, you prove the case that there is evidence, or you wouldn't have spent 14 pages of memo saying there is no evidence. Right? No. They just convicted themselves. That's a, that's a, <clears throat> a bumper sticker way of putting it, and sometimes those are the best. Um, I have to, my you know, to, <laughs> No, but but um, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that this is where I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, Ke- Kevin Kevin McCarthy is the Democrats' pet, um, yeah. as as we've I mean, as we've discussed many times, there's. The whole you can't understand today's Republican Party without the history of of you know going back to FDR when um, FDR had a supermajority mm-hmm. with the Democrat Party and and basically anything you know they were just a they were just a juggernaut running over um, the Republicans. Is that party when they became castrados? Is that when they when they gave up their manhood? And basically yeah. became geldings. Oh, okay. Except for Barry Goldwater, <laughs> they've been geldings ever since. Well, Barry Goldwater, who I don't personally consider to be the best example of an anti-establishment figure, because oh, okay. he had his own he had his own uh, peculiarities. Mm. But um, but but the movement, not necessarily Barry Goldwater himself. <clears throat> um, was unmistakably, and remember, the term Rockefeller Republicans mm-hmm. is not a made-up term. It, the, the, the contest between Barry Goldwater and, and the establishment, you know, the, the insurgent conservatives saying, oh, hell no, mm-hmm. and the establishment who were all like, um, you know, don't, you know, just sit down and shut up and be quiet, and, you know, maybe the, maybe the, the Democrats will let us live through the, live um, <laughs> through the night. Um, right. they, um, um, they, you know, Rockefeller was actually the establishment's candidate. Right. It was not, you know, so Rockefeller Republicans is not some attempt to, um, you know, some kind of a code word to explain something. Oh. They were actually Republicans who were, yeah. for some unknown reason, uh, you know, without vomiting, um, supporting um, Rockefeller, um, and uh, and that's uh, was again, that Nelson what? Nelson Rockefeller. Yes, Which one was right. it? Okay, all right. Thank, I believe it was. Yes, thank you for helping my oh. my random memory. I, I don't know. If <laughs> yeah, I'm I have a random memory too. <laughs> we both I've have just random got memory. too much. Yeah. 
Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to say I've just got too much stuff crammed in my brain, but there could yeah, be me too, uh, but we have different yeah. stuff crammed in our brains, Jonathan. That's why we can do this. So it's good. <laughs> right. So anyway, so the thing is, is that, so, um, like I say, you can't, you know, Kevin McCarthy is, and of course, I can't think of a good example, but, but the behavior of these, um, you know, the gelding Republicans, as you put it, is based on the idea that they, um, you know, it's trying to cope. Um, I, I, you know, we had all this discussion about how, oh, Bill Clinton is not a lawyer. Bill Clinton was just the son of a, of um, uh, an alcoholic. And that's just, you know, they, they, we, no, he is this a lawyer. Is, this is, he is a lawyer. No, no, he was not an, a liar. Oh, liar. They're, I thought I said a lawyer. They're trying to say that, they're trying to say that, that Bill Clinton, you know, they were trying to apologize for Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Clinton being a fabulist um, <laughs> for one of my favorite words is uh, because he, you know, he grew up under the terrible situation of his father being an alcoholic and that's what happens. Oh, okay. And, you know, you know, and that's, you know, it's not an excuse, but it's probably apparently some truth. And so the Republicans, you know, the, the ability to lie to your face and say, oh, we're going to do that. I mean, you know, if you listen to, you know, who is it? Oh, Charlie Kirk calls him Lady Graham. I mean, probably everybody's called Lindsey Graham, Lady Graham every now and then. But but uh, Charlie Kirk is very it's very persistent in calling and why him does Lady he call Graham. What, why does he because, uh, Marine to a net like has, or what? Yeah, because he has absolutely no backbone. And, and, oh, okay. and you know, apologies to, to the ladies. Um, mm. You know, I know ladies who are, who I would, you know, I'd fight side by side in a, in a, um, Oh, the, trans- the only, the only men in the Republican party are the women, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, the few, a few others, but they're the ones. And then the one that accused, uh, what's your name? Granholm. Of uh, of lying, and she suddenly says, "You lied. You know, you've committed perjury." Well, I corrected the record yeah. later. He said, "Well, it doesn't matter. You, you know, it's, it, correcting the record later doesn't mean you committed perjury at the time, knowing that you were lying. It doesn't excuse it. You, you, that's like putting the money back well, after you've robbed the bank. You robbed the bank legally. <laughs> yeah. Legally, that can be a defense. Politically, you know, it, it's and, and morally and on a human level, it's not." And that's, you know, we, we're here to talk about, you know, the intersection of politics and law. And and um, your theme song, is your theme opening is very, like I say, tempting to go into grand philosophical discussions. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so like I say, in, in the law, if a deposition or a case is still open, if the person comes back and corrects the record, it can be a defense against the legal crime of perjury, but not after, not after the decision is made. Once the proceeding is finished and you want to come back and you want to say, oh, 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 uh, forgive me, I, I got that wrong. Um, you know, the, 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 the court or the jury relied upon what you said. So... Um, there's this there's this key distinction about whether or not it's before it's too late that the person comes well, back and corrects it. If you volunteer it, 
and here's how I would make the distinction. If you volunteer, say, look, I said something. I shouldn't have said it. It's wrong. Yes, I, you know, I made a mistake. I want to correct the record without any involvement. But if the government says, hey, you know, or if Congress says, look, you're, you're here because, you know, we, you committed perjury. And they say, oh, yeah, I made a mistake. It's too late then. So if you do it initially, yeah. if you confess to, to doing it initially before there's any investigation or results or anybody knows about it, that's okay. I would, I would give that, you know, great consideration. Uh, especially if you leave the, the, the insurrectionist government and, and go you know, make an honest living. But if you wait until the investigation takes place and the accusation is out there publicly, that's too late. Now you're guilty of perjury and there is no coming back from that. That, that is correct. Because you, did, you didn't intend to ever let that information come out. You never intended to correct the record. You intended to get away with the perjury. So does that make sense right. legally? Or is it, be, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's common practice. That mm-hmm. say if somebody sits down for a deposition, which right. is normally a couple hours, in rare cases could go a couple days. Mm-hmm. And like we at Judicial Watch had, uh, under Larry Clayman then, had mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of Clinton officials. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, he was the, I mean, he was so, I mean, he was so bad and was such a burr under their saddle that he, um, mm-hmm. or their boot or whatever, that they, 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 the West Wing, you know, the um, <clears throat> fantasy world of the left, um, the West Wing, um, <laughs> they had a character about, you know, about him. And of course, he had to be, you know, he was a gadfly, but he had to be a terrible person, you know, asking about things that totally personal. But, but no, we were, we were talking about serious corruption. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so I know. So the thing is, is if somebody during the course of the deposition says, oops, you know what, I, I, I screwed that up. Um, let, me correct, let me correct the record. And while the deposition is still going on, and yes, when the, when, the, when the deponent says, oops, I got that wrong, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about it, I was home, you know, and hit, you know, sat bolt upright in the middle of the night, and says, oh no, I forgot about this. Of course, when somebody, when it's something that a person could not possibly have misremembered, mm-hmm. then that would cast considerable doubt on that. But the idea is that, <clears throat> is that somebody, you know, it's something that somebody could reasonably have misremembered or confused with different things. If it's just a flat out lie, I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 and, and I, I first got involved, I think, when uh, I first got started to get really public, when there, during the Clinton administration, there was this, you know, everybody was saying, I don't remember. Right. And um, there was even a song about that, that Rush Limbaugh used to play about Hillary Clinton saying, try to remember, you know, I can't, re-, there's like to the tune of try to remember. It's like, I can't right, remember. Right. Yep. My brain's in a blender. Um, <laughs> and there's actually case law precedent that you say I don't remember when you do is, is perjury. Now, how do you know? Well, it's the circumstances. But there, you know, people have actually been convicted of the crime of perjury for saying I don't remember when obviously they do. Well, if you're um, in a meeting and other people in the meeting all recall the exact same thing and you're the person that says you don't remember, especially if notes and minutes are available from it, yeah, it's, it looks pretty bad, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, some of the clues they look at are <clears throat> are that um, are that uh, um, you remember things that are favorable 
but you don't remember the things that are unfavorable. Hmm. You know, clues like that that a courts will look at. Um, and, um, you know, if you have perfect, perfect memory recall about all the aspects that are good for you, but, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, but you can't remember the things that would be harmful um, well, and other other tests and clues like that. You talk about Hillary. Hillary is a master propagandist. I don't know if she studied it, studied uh, psychological warfare or something. But you listen to her talk yeah. and initially it sounds reasonable unless you know what she's saying. You know, and she'll, yeah, she'll, no, it's fascinating. She'll, she'll talk about, you know, how she's innocent, but she's really saying that Trump is guilty. Or she'll twist things around so badly, but you really got to analyze it. That's why I go over the original memo. You know, people, I, I went over the news story in the Hill, but, the, but I like the original sources. That's why I go over the actual court cases, the court opinions. And it's tedious and it takes time, but overall I consider it far more valuable because we're actually talking about the written word, what they really said. We're not talking about yeah. what someone said they said. And that right. kind of well, the thing doesn't is, work. Is that, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is that is what got us off on this um, this tangent is uh-huh. on your in the memo where the Democrat, the White House is trying to say there's no evidence of the undeniable Biden corruption uh-huh. um, and corruption on a you know <clears throat> again I I am finalizing a um, um, friend of the court breaks the Supreme Court um, for. Uh-huh working with a lawyer on that <clears throat> about what does corruption mean? It means lots of different things, but here we mean a massive uh, crime family, a massive money laundering, bribery, soliciting bribery, receiving bribes, um, uh, violations of the, the um, <clears throat> uh, foreign corrupt practices act. Um, <clears throat> and, um, um, you know, foreign agent registration act and, you know, on and on and on. The, the, the um, you know, the, it's, you, you know, people, people are, are convicted on far less evidence. The January 6th people mm-hmm. are, you know, with a few, and again, number one about January 6th is to, to think that everybody did the same thing is absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ridiculous to say that everybody's doing the same thing. Um, and, um, the, um, you know, so everybody's doing different stuff and, um, you know, but most of them involve the FBI telling you what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no need for you to bother uh, mm-hmm. remembering what you were thinking or why you did it, because the FBI will gladly tell you why you did what you did um, and what you were thinking and what your plans were um, with no evidence whatsoever. I sat through a trial in a pastor from Florida, and there was absolutely zero evidence of um, anything other than the fact that they trespassed. But they were found guilty of things for which there was zero evidence whatsoever. So when we look at Hunter Biden, the, the Joe Biden, and again, Hunter Biden is the public face of Joe Biden, you know, mafia Don. Um, he is, we're not talking about Hunter Biden. We're talking about we're talking about the man with the handout where Joe says, you know, in terms of taking a bribe, you know, give it to my give it to my my son, hmm. you know. Um, and because, um, <clears throat> of course, you know, Greg, you have 20 different LLCs, right? So when somebody wants to send you money, you send it from one to two to three to four to five and six 
You know, who, no, who doesn't that many. need 20? I've got, you know, 15 PayPal accounts. I've got 13 Venmos. I've got uh, approximately, I don't know, uh, 20 Swiss bank accounts that I usually don't disclose. What else have I got? Yeah, I'm there. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I mean, and then, of course, is the big thing about, about the, the, the Clinton crime family, which mm-hmm. is what is their legitimate product or service? You know, for all, for 10, for up to now, I think there are some estimates and as they're trying to piece it together. And remember, a lot of this started uh-huh. with banks giving um, a uh, suspicious activity report. Well, yeah, January 6th, to, didn't they, uh, they, they give all the account information of all the January 6th people that the FBI wanted to investigate? They just handed over all their account stuff? Well, they, they mostly just went directly to the source. Like, like when it came to phone companies, and things like and, and, and bank accounts and things like mm-hmm. that, they they didn't ask the defendant, please hand over. No, no, your... no. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. They went right to the phone company. They went right to the banks, and the banks willingly, you know, gave up everything. Well, there's something Liberty Safes. They, they just had a problem. They're giving the master safe codes to anybody that uh, the FBI wanted to uh, raid. You know, the whole point of a safe is that you can't open it up, right? So you know, without right. a warrant. Which... But the FBI, the, right. just and, and Liberty Safe, which is what we're now calling unliberty safes, um, handed over the master codes. Right. I mean, because but, but see, that's that's where you know, if 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 there were you know uh, Rhino safes or something like that, you'd expect it. But the whole <laughs> brand name, the whole brand name of of Liberty, liberty. Safes is that they're, yeah. is they're not going to do this. Well, they're, they're you know, taking so liberties. Like you, if there were a phone company that says we're going to give five uh, percent of our profit to mm-hmm. conservative causes, mm-hmm. and when you look, they're actually giving them to a bunch of far left causes. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's it's you know it's legal to give money to far left causes, but that's not what they said they were going to be doing. Um, anyway, so, um, hmm. um, so yeah, and this is where the Patriot Act we talked about last week yep. did. Um, endorse this idea of, of uh, oh, who cares about the Fourth Amendment? You know, it's like uh, the it says you have to have a warrant, but uh, you know, we we don't feel like that. So, so the idea. Well, of I mean, if you've got nothing to hide, you know, here's all the time. You've got, if you've got nothing to hide, what are you worried about? How do you answer that question? In something short and snappy. Well, um, well, I mean, you in short, I mean, are you serious? How do you how do you answer the? Um, I mean. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest reason, the, I mean, one of the reasons is that I don't trust, you know, if an FBI agent came to my door and wanted to talk to me, Funny say, Look, that. You, might be a great, you might be a great guy, mm-hmm. but all your colleagues have ruined it for you. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't trust, you know, I, I don't trust what you're going to do with the information. If I, if I say word one to you, you'll write it down inaccurately and, and claim I said something I didn't say. Yep. And uh, so I, you know, so no, thank you. Um, the, uh, you know, and you might be the most honest FBI agent in the bureau. And, and again, I, I don't think there are any honest FBI agents because they could not tolerate what's going on. Yep. You know, it's, yep. like, it's like there are only evil people in the Democrat Party because anybody on anybody good would have left by now. <laughs> um, the FBI, any any honest FBI agents would have left by now. 
Did you see the video I, I put on your one? Facebook page? Uh, the one with the FBI? Uh, it's a TikTok video, and I'm suspicious of those, but I, I guess through Facebook, there's some like, uh, it doesn't immediately connect to all your data. But uh, the FBI shows up at this guy's house, and he records it. And the FBI guy says, well, I just want to talk to you. Well, about what? He says, well, you've done nothing wrong. And, uh, you know, don't worry about it. I just need to talk to you about your neighbors and anybody you think might be suspicious. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, how do you know this guy hasn't done If someone said, if the FBI told me, well, you haven't done anything wrong. I said, well, how would you know that? So you obviously have investigated me already, or you wouldn't be here. What do you mean? How do you know I haven't done anything wrong? You know? And, and then the, the guys, it's a great video. It's on your page. It's on our legal page. And, and uh, uh-huh. Panky sent it to me. Panky sent it to me, right? And so it says, and, the, and there's a county sheriff there. He says, well, the county sheriff's there. That's good. But the county sheriff guy doesn't say anything. So the FBI guy says, well, we just want to talk a little bit. You know, maybe you know somebody. Maybe who's someone who makes your hair stand on, on, on up in the back of neck. Maybe you know someone. And I'm thinking, my first response was, so you want me to be like the Gestapo and the KGB, you know, have neighbors report on neighbors, have children report on parents. Uh, is that what you want? That would be my first question. And the second question would be, well, if you want to talk to me, I want to talk to you. Uh, do you know some people that uh, worship uh, Adolf Hitler in the FBI? Or do you have some people that, uh, you know, want to be uh, Heinrich Himmler and set up a, a similar Gestapo? Do you have agents that maybe, you know, we should talk to to see if we can help them? I'd turn it right back in their face, you know. And, but it was, it's an amazing video. So what do you do when the FBI right. comes knocking, Jonathan? What, uh, what are they, you know, we just want to talk. Well, go talk to yourself. Right. Well, you have to, talk and to you. It's, there is a January 6th defendant who is fairly prominent. And, and the only reason I'm not going to identify it and go into more is because he is working on res- various ways to respond. Um, so he's not letting it go. Um, <clears throat> but where he, he, he was, he pled guilty to one misdemeanor from January 6th. He was sentenced. So therefore it's final, you know, case, case over. And, you know, he's got a few days in jail to serve. Um, <clears throat> and they come to him and, you know, they, they say, oh, well, let's just talk. You know, they, they want, they, they're basically trying to, I mean, using all those euphemisms mm-hmm. of like, oh, we just like to talk to you sometime. Now, mm-hmm. the terms of his probation forbid that. Mm-hmm. That's illegal. And he is required to report it to his probation officer if he if he has any interaction with police oh so um that's interesting so they they come in and 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 they you know they're obviously trying to turn him into an informant and um um you know on that thing on that that theory like you know that and again this is the this is the post 9-11 abuse the patriot Mm -hmm. act is that um you know we're just you know all, all the guardrails are off all the all the safeties are off. And um, as I said last night, I, I care extremely deep, deeply about uh, 9-11. I probably, you know, I probably have stronger views than some of the conspiracy theories. But no, there's no question that evil people abused it. Yeah. And um, anyway, so, so anyway, so that's the, that's the thing about, about the memo is that it is like right now, Trump is starting to beat Biden in the in the polls. And Carthy isn't a complete weenie, weenie sold out to. Um, of course he is. You know, yeah, but, but, but the thing is, is that, you know, and, and what I'm saying about the alcoholic father and everything like that is that they, he has to, you know, they, they are skilled. They've got 100 years of experience of pretending that they're going to side with you. 
when in fact they're not. Um, you know, they, Lady Graham, you listen to some of his um, speeches when the election is coming in. Oh my God, mm-hmm. he, he'd make he'd make Rush Limbaugh blush. <laughs> then he gets then he gets reelected, and he you know he sounds like <clears throat> um, Warren Senator Senator Elizabeth Warren, um, you know, or AOC. I mean, so 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 the two faced lizards, you know, are they've got a hundred years of this in their DNA. But if they actually were to do any of the things that they're claiming they're going to do, um, the truth would, would come out here. I mean, there's, if the public thinks that there's no evidence, and over the next year, it becomes overwhelmingly clear that there's lock, stock, and you know, barrel, that, that, they, that the, the Bidens, there's more evidence that the Bidens committed multiple felonies mm-hmm. than there is that George Washington ever lived. <laughs> but and that's the thing too. They, to... they've, they've put a memo. It's like you know, what Shakespeare said. He thinks thou protestest too much. The fact that they're they're going after all these people. They're already. In fact, they've given you all the evidence. Uh, the, they've given you their entire defense strategy for the impeachment that hasn't happened yet. They've already got forty pages of of defense. Here's what they're going to say. You already know what they're going to say. They've handed over their entire defense. That to me is fascinating too. Why would they do that? Um, because they're stupid, because they really believe the media is going to, is their buddies. I mean, why, why would they send this memo as, as, as you report only to the me- to the media with the expectation that the media is not going to release it to the public? Somebody I mean, did. You know, it's, <laughs> Someone well, patriot, I mean, it's, some patriot did, some whistleblower did, somebody released it. Isn't it sort of the, the meaning of a, of a journalist? Well, you know, yeah, if, if, it's, it's just reporting, but I'm just saying that somebody got it and was told not to release it probably and did. Right. But if you, if you gave it to, you know, if, if it was, I mean, it's just like, it, it's stunning arrogance and corruption to right. think that I'm going to give something to a journalist and they're not going to report it. Yeah. It's like people say, I mean, oh, yeah, this is off the record. Well, let me, let me hear what it is first, and I'll let you know. <laughs> it might be on the record. <laughs> it could be really good. You know, I, mean, I, just, well, I can't guarantee you that, you know. As they say, welcome to Florida, what, WTF. Um, the, um, yep. You know, as a friend of mine says, whiskey, tango, foxtrot. Um, the, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, let's, let's um, see, I, I, uh, you're, <clears throat> we always spill over into um, your stuff, but, but it's, it's good stuff. It's important stuff because I do think that, um, I mean, for example, if people say, as they go to vote a year from today and say, mm-hmm. is there evidence of this, uh, that, that the, 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 the Biden, the thing is, you're like, I helped, um, Christine O'Donnell run for, run for Senate, not in the big famous campaign, right. um, but two years earlier, when Joe Biden was running for both re-election to the U.S. Senate from Delaware and also for vice president. And, and then she went through this other stuff, and then I helped her a bit after that, the big campaign. And um, the fact that there is this syndicate, you know, that, that, that there's this culture of corruption in Delaware is well known. I mean, she was constantly getting warnings. People mm-hmm. calling her up and saying, they're going to destroy you. This is even after the election, the second election was over. 
because they could not, she was a, too much of a threat. Um, and you know, it's just this idea that the Biden crime family runs Delaware is, and, and, and it's called the Delaware way. And the theory is, is that we, you will not go after our Republican House member of Congress, and we will not go after your Senate seat. Hmm. Was, and, and Christine broke the, you know, the corrupt uh, rhino deal. And um, so, so the Biden, you know, so over the next year, if this evidence comes out, um, it's, going to, it's going to be a major sea change. And, um, you know, as I say, my cat could, could beat Biden. Um, <laughs> well, it's already out, I'm you know, but uh, there's, so, there's so many moving parts here. You know, the Republicans do what I expect them to do. They put another Paul Ryan uh, and another Mitt Romney and another John McCain in a position of power. I mean, Kevin McDeep's yeah. job is to stop anything patriotic, decent, honest, uh, and pro-American from happening in, in the House of Representatives. That's his job. Right. You, 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 you've, you've seen, seen the battle really You've seen Which the one? reporting by the Babylon B that the Democrats, the Democrats are scrambling to find a replacement for Mitt Romney. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that, but that's funny. Yeah, they, uh, he was one of the, it has quotes by made up Democrats, but he was one of their, one of their most important Democrats. He was. Um, Why do you think he threw the election to Obama? You know, I, I have to rewatch the first debate, but uh, legend has it. He, he just destroyed Obama in the first debate. And, of course, that went against the plan. So then he had to lose the next two debates and he had to lose the election because the plan always is that, uh, you know, 20 conservatives will beat themselves up during the primary. The moderate emerges as the uh, the only way to to beat the Democrat who then loses. to That's what Jeb Bush's job would have been, would have been to lose to Hillary Clinton. So he would rise as the moderate in 2016 that could uh, beat uh, Hillary Clinton. And, of course, he would then lose to her soundly, you know, and, and back to business as usual. And then the, the train of Bill Clinton, um, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton would have been uh, maintained. That was the plan. Well, there was a problem. Trump came in and, and upset their little, little system. And of course, they can't have that. They got to maintain, uh, you know, the military industrial business as usual. I got a ton of other questions for you. And we also have the second hour if you want, uh, because Dorothy's here. Um, but uh, right. well, uh, let, me, I, let me say, uh, let me say okay. quickly that it's like, it's like when Christine O'Donnell uh-huh. um, called me in 2006, she threw her, she, did, she was a last minute entry in the convention in 2006. She knew it was last minute. She knew it was just sort of staking out ground. But, but it's like she was on the phone with me and just like sort of snapped and just was ranting that they, own, they don't care if they win. They just want to look good losing. Oh, yeah. And, and it was, when she had that real because she was working for another candidate, mm-hmm. and that was that was her cross the Rubicon moment or whatever, where mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh my God, they do not care if they win. Nope, they don't. And, uh, no, and it's, it's it's so bad. They you know, in fact, I, I, I I'm saying the Republicans and all the conservative groups and all the pundits and all the the writers and everybody else, all they're doing is raising complaints to an art form. That's it. Right. So the question is whether Kevin McCarthy, where the people will keep his feet to the fire. And, you know, the thing is, is there are Republicans like increasingly Matt Gates and people like that who, 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 you know, are breaking the social culture. It's like, don't you know, you just have to pretend to care about these things. I mean, what, what's wrong with people? Well, why I mean, you're, 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 uh, 
but why why is McCarthy still there? Why why haven't they gotten rid of him? That's true. He should have been gone by um, for for holding an inquiry over a real impeachment. He should have been gone immediately. He should have been gone for if, if for, he should have been gone when he negotiated away our debt ceiling. I mean, he should, I yeah, can think of probably okay. four or five reasons okay. that he should not be there. But Kevin McNeese, go ahead, and Gates should and have gotten Matt rid of Gates, him. Matt Gates and others, you know, are responding to this idea. Oh, you're just you're just trying to retaliate because. Trump got indicted to cover up the crimes of Joe Biden, and people are noticing that the only reason Trump got got uh, indicted was to hide uh, Biden's crimes. And how you know you're just you're just being uh, you know revengeful. He says no. McCarthy promised single item appropriations bills, mm-hmm. which is critical. It's right. this it's this Christmas tree where you have to vote for things you don't want in the in, the, in Congress because it's all bundled into this massive. Uh, you know, bucket. Right. Um, you know, he said. He said. Uh, what? What? What other? You know, a plan to 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 to, to reduce to get rid of the deficit. You know, he says he he goes and I I apologize. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. But he, he runs through the things that McCarthy was supposed to had promised that have nothing to do with politics. Right. They have to do with what's good for the country. And he says he has not done any of those things. Right. And so he should be gone. Uh, well, they've got a, um, a one person uh, um, vote of no confidence or what do they call it? You know, one person can uh, put them up there to be uh, recalled. Recall the all chair. Takes, all it takes is one vote. Right. Well, Matt Gates. See, here's the thing with Matt Gates, you know, and I can it goes back to when he used to be on the show back in 2017, 2018. He took our bills to Congress. He took our bill on the citizenship question on the census that went to Congress and that went to the White House. You know, there's a time when he was really active. And he, right. when, when, I, when I got kicked out of WBY and he stopped coming on the show, then he became a traditional politician where he started talking but not doing. And they all do that. Now. Right. There's very few people actually doing. So this, well, let me tell you some, one of my ideas. I've sort of you know, kept this uh, quiet for a while, but I think I want to start talking about it. And that's the idea of a citizen legislative event. I am tired of not being invited to speak at all the events that are going on all across the country where we could solve their problems. And they're more, it's exactly the same as the Republican Party. So it's probably a good time to talk about it. They're more content to complain, you know, and have great dinners and, and big festivities and, and weekend conventions. And they all fly in like, uh, like Davos World Economic Forums, but they refuse to actually solve the problems. We have legislation that would have solved most of the problems in this country uh, that was written anywhere from uh, two to five years ago. It's already out there. We've already done it. But we can't get into the system because they don't want it. Yeah. In the Virginia State um, Senate and 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 House, I have I have spoken on bills Hmm. um, where, you know, a a a member of the committee can call up a wit, you know, a citizen witness or somebody from industry or someone with from an industry group. I mean, it's it's true. It, It it does happen. I don't know why they don't. I mean, I guess they. I mean, the thing is, is they do have hearings at which they make phony, um, you know, they, they pick they pick unrepresentative um, witnesses and not and not nearly enough. But anyway, um, we so we, we got don't do way off of, There's no legislation. There's right. Nothing comes of it. Yeah. Well, uh, I got a few more issues. Let me get your issues first, though, and then we can. Uh, go well, ahead. all right. So, so like I say, when it comes to. Um, when it comes to um, 
politics. They, 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 the saying goes that sincerity, you know, if, if, if you know, sincerity oh. is very important in politics. If you can fake sincerity, you will go far. And that's the motto of the modern Republican party yeah. um, is, uh, you know, well, I guess that they're basically con artists. Um, anyway, so the thing is, if you want to talk about law and politics, the biggest politics, the biggest political thing that has happened um, <clears throat> in a while, certainly in the last two days, is that mm-hmm. uh, the statements against Attorney General um, uh, Paxton, Ken Paxton, yep. fails. I'm going to get into that. Not really so much of a legal issue. It's just that it's just that the um, the rhinos, the you know the Bush mafia, um, and Paul Rovmont, um wanted to uh, you know no doubt funded it because Paxton has been a MAGA um, one of the MAGA leaders in pushing MAGA mm-hmm. policy, and he's not like you know he doesn't wear a Trump flag over his back, but his but the policies are consider you know that he's actually fighting for are the policies that the American people actually care about. So um, they shockingly made up all these 16 charges, which, and the, the reason why I say this is relevant is because we hope this is what's going to happen in October in uh, Fulton County, Georgia, and, and next March. Um, because Do you hope it's going to happen? presentation of Ken Paxton, of the, the charges against Ken Paxton were sold to us as unassailable. He, you know, he is guilty 16 times over, 16 charges. There is no way he can survive. He's, um, you know, he is done. He's toast. He, you know, put a fork in him. Right. Um, he's corrupt. And we were, you know, the media and everybody else sold us on how guilty he was. And um, the evidence is overwhelming. And they, they managed to get <clears throat> a few, I mean, they got Republican votes to impeach him. And in the Texas legislature, and they, um, you know, by telling them that he was guilty of all these horrible things, they get to the trial in the Senate. They got nothing. You know, I've seen seen some of the I've seen some of the video. It's hysterical. So how did they get the House to do that? You know, it's like the, remember that we talked about the, uh, the the poll impeachment when Pelosi took a poll and said, how many people think uh, Trump should be impeached? And all the Democrats said, we do. <laughs> there's no investigation. There's no hearings. There's nothing. They took a poll. Right. It's right. the same thing. And, and it was this. This was the rhinos. I mean, because because huh. the, the rhinos, the Bushies. And remember, did I campaign for Bush? Yes, because the alternative was worse. But the Bushies. So much. George H.W. Bush sold himself as a liberal in the, mm. in the 1980 primary. Mm. He, you know, and when he was chosen as the VP, I watched on TV as a young kid, and the official Washington went berserk, like, oh, it's so wonderful we have a conservative and a liberal, <laughs> Reagan and Bush. Reagan's a conservative, Bush is the liberal. It was no secret. After eight years of Reagan, nobody dared call themselves a liberal. So all the liberal Republicans... Mm-hmm. lie and say they're conservative. They've never been conservative a day in their life. They can't right. spell conservative. They're <laughs> not conservatives. And, um, you know, and so the Bushies and the Roves and the establishment, they're getting – have you seen the electoral map? The, poll, the current lately. polls. 
Uh-huh. The, the current polls show that you know, if people voted today according to the poll, mm-hmm. Trump would win in a blowout. Hmm. He like, won a blowout like before. Three, I think. Huh? <laughs> he won in a blowout in 2020. But the problem is, it's not the election that counts; it's whether it's stolen or not. And I know, but counts. these people think. But but, but the problem, you have to put yourself in in the in the mind of the of the Bushy liberals. Okay. It, you know the Bush mafia is that in their mind. You know, Trump is horrible because, you know, he doesn't, uh, you know, he's not nice at the garden party. He doesn't go to all the right garden parties and, you know, and kiss rear. I I see it stronger. Well, it is stronger. But but to their their mind, like, how could anybody stomach Donald Trump? Is there, because from from their worldview, obviously, everybody hates Donald Trump. You know, how, how could, I mean. I mean, I mean, nobody could possibly support Donald Trump in their in their mind. Really? And here they are seeing it circling the drain. So they're going berserk, is my point. Yes, I know we have to have election integrity, but I'm just saying that the, okay. the, the rhino, the rhino mafias are going out of their mind because it looks it, it's looking like even if they put Donald Trump in jail, he will win the presidency in November 2024. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. In fact, that would be hysterical. <laughs> That'd be, that would be great. Yeah, but, you know, not that I want him in jail, it, but, uh, you know, it's as bogus as Ken Paxton's, <clears throat> which is actually having, encouraging. They're having a mental breakdown because, mm. of course, you love us. You wouldn't vote for that Trump. You know, we're the people you love. We're the insiders. We're the patricians. You know, we're the they actually think that, don't they? I, mean, uh, I never really had it put quite that well, but they really think that. They actually believe their own propaganda. Yes. You know, it's like the creepiest they, they guy think. in the room thinking that all women love him. No, they don't. <laughs> they hate you. I mean, they, they believe that Trump winning was like um, it was just some sort of aberration, you know, some sort of thing we don't. And, and, and now we're going to go back and it's never we're never going to speak of Trump again, and we're going to go back to the old ways. So now um, you're on to something. Okay, this, this is what I believe, that, uh, that Trump changed the system, that there was a very, as you've spoken about before, there was a cooperation between uh, certainly liberal Republicans and Democrats, but most Republicans and Democrats. They like being losers. They like their position. They, they're happy with the crumbs. They don't care if they win. They just want to look good losing, and they keep coming back with the same, we'll get them next time. So it's really a system. So when Trump came in and, and changed regulations and stopped the State Department from doing what they were doing and, and, and uh, made Europe pay their fair share and all these little gentlemen's agreements and secret things with their counterparts, I always talking about their counterparts. You know, well, I talked to my counterpart in China, says Millie, and I talked to my counterpart in Ukraine, says Vindman, and they talk to their counterparts. They don't talk to the president. Okay? They don't care about the president. They care about their, their, their fellow government people and this, in, this incestuous little club that uh, is in Washington. That's why I wrote the article, The Nation of Government. It's become its own country, and and it's, it's almost like Trump is like an illegal alien uh, in Washington, except that they don't like him for being an illegal alien as opposed to the other ones. But well, it's like, a very you know, strange. Want, he, yeah, go ahead. No, they they want they say that we want to be respected on the international stage, which means that all the other countries are saying, "What chumps!" They uh, you know, they'll they'll hand out money, you know, and and. Um, you know, so the rest of the country loves us as, as like stupid people who like give them everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and and they're proud of being stupid. They they make stupid. The great line from the movie The Flight of the Phoenix: "You behave as if stupidity were a virtue." 
<laughs> you know, that's a, uh, such a good lazy people do. They're, they're happy. Uh, you know, here's another thing, too. Here's one of the things. Remember Claire Lopez when she was on the show and told us that Iran was responsible for 9-11? Remember that? Not specifically, but generally, yeah. I do. She went into great detail on it. Iran on 9-11 got $6 billion illegally yeah. from the branded insurrection on the same day celebrating their murder of 3,000 of our citizens, their terrorist act. Now, it was Saudi pilots and it was a, there were other folks involved, but Iran was behind it. So, if, so you want to talk about the ultimate treason? You want to talk about giving aid and comfort to the enemy? You've got mm-hmm. Iran insurrection, illegal government. You've got an illegal government illegally giving $6 billion to the people, that, to the government that caused 9-11 on the day they did it, 9-11. They gave them $6 billion. But that, will make, that will make Iran love us. <laughs> right? I love your sarcasm. Well, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like I mean, I mean the, the rhino Republicans are like the little girl in the movie who goes up to the monster and, and is nice, and the monster, like, you know, wins the monster over. Right. So they're, in their mind, you know, and, and, you know, there are times maybe when, you, when conflict can be avoided or de- <clears throat> de-escalated. Even Reagan did that. But, you know, there are also times when you go up to a monster, he's going to eat you. Hmm, how um, about that? And, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, do you have time in the next hour or do you have to go at the top of the hour? Uh, because I, I have know. some. I've got, to, I've got a guy calling me. I've got to get back to you, but I can, I can go over some. But the, but the thing, okay. what time is it? But, but the thing we is, about is 10, minutes. Anyway, to, 10 minutes left in this I want to do the Ken Paxton trial, which is yeah. that, you know, legally what happened was that they just had no evidence. You know, you could have said, well, there were some legal twists. There were some, you know, um, strange, you know, things or, or, you know, some legal maneuver. No, they just didn't have any evidence. So there's not a ton of legal analysis there, except for the fact that this is the same thing they've been doing to January 6th defendants, the same thing they're trying to do to Donald Trump in four different places. And if, you know, if we don't have uh, weenie rhinos running his legal defense, which I'm afraid we will, um, Hopefully, it's going to, you know, we're going to see this as a trend is that, I mean, because the, because the arguments by these other people are so pathetic. Now, you've heard the, you've heard um, probably the discussion. Uh, it's never been <coughs> exactly tested, to my knowledge, that the impeachment of Donald Trump, both, um, well, at least the second one, mm-hmm. is is a conclusive, is double jeopardy. It's called race judicata. So he was, he was tried in the Senate on impeachment, and, the, and he was found not guilty. Now, the question is, is like, does, does an impeachment proceeding translate over into a court? And the argument is that in the English Parliament, it was very much that way. The English Parliament could try people like, like, like an Article Three court. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the argument is that the impeachment um, power should be, should be presumed to, to be uh, similar to, uh, to an actual court. Same thing with Ken Paxton. They say, oh, the, you know, the, the Speaker of the House who led the charge against them, and there's a, 
there's a video up there in May, May 20 of of this um, Dade. Oh shit, I have to go back to my computer. Dade. Dade uh, oh darn, what's the last name? Anyway, he um, he's clearly drunk. Or he's having. <laughs> I think you've heard about that. Yeah, the speaker. But but how could they bring? Here's the part I don't understand. It's not the fact that they had absolutely no evidence. I understand that. That's that's just that's by design. But how did they think that they could bring charges with no evidence? See, that's the problem. They got a psychological problem that it's okay to bring charges just because you don't like somebody, you want to get rid of them, that they've lost all perspective, all all legal ethics, they've lost everything they swore an oath to, everything they believed in, they've thrown all that out. Okay. So they're 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 empty vessels, they're quizlings. There's nothing left of them. That's my new word for today. Uh, there's nothing left of them. They think it's okay to because they actually voted for their impeaching. They they impeached, you know, Ken Paxton in the in the Texas House of Representatives on no evidence, on nothing, simply because they were told to, and so they did. Well, well, the, that's the, people the problem. Like, like, the people like this guy Dave. Let me let me go look up his, his thing. Um, I mean, a lot of the Republicans again because the idea is that. Ken Paxton makes mm-hmm. our overlord. I mean, I mean, wh- why did they, why did Look they bad. crucify Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they make our, they make our, our overlords mad. Mm. So um, it's like they, you know, they said of Jesus that the, uh, the Romans will come and, um, you know, and will take away our place and destroy our city. Um, so, you know, they're, they're afraid like, well, the you know the Democrats won't like the policies of actually doing what the what the public wants us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, I mean, I so but but the other thing is is that a lot of people are complaining that the leaders of this impeachment um, they they lied. So they got a lot of Republican votes in the House to impeach because they just flat out lied and said we had evidence of this and evidence of that. And then when they went to trial and it was put up or shut up, they didn't have it. Oh, they it. believed it? So, so now there's, there's, a, there's an impeachment trial of the, the Speaker of the Texas House. Yeah. Well, Online. The, um, one of the, on, on fraud. One, one of the senators has, has already said that, <clears throat> um, that the guy should resign, the Speaker of the House. Let me find his. Um, and what, all, he's he's guilty mm-hmm. of false accusation. He's guilty of willful false accusation for the purpose of removing somebody from audience from from office who didn't do anything. I don't know what that's called, but there's got to be a name for that. Well, he was elected by he was elected by the voters. Right. They also have this. They also have this um, rule in Texas. May may be true of our national thing, but it's never been tested or it's not clear. And what's it called? I forget. It's this intervening election rule or something. Whereas if somebody did something, and um, Dave Phelan, P H E L A N, Mm -hmm. um, they, they, um, if the public knew knew about a controversy or an accusation, and then reelected him, you cannot impeach. Is the is the rule? So um, you know they huh. say they didn't they didn't follow that. Anyway, Dave Phelan, P H E L A N. Oh, he's the speaker. And he's the, Bush he's the speaker? speaker of the house who led it. And and after, you know, on on uh, Saturday, 
mm-hmm. when they voted to acquit him on all 16 charges. I mean, you know, this is the thing. You do one thing that they accuse you of, and they end up charging you with 95 counts because they figure if the ju- you know, if the jury just, you know, finds you guilty of one, they got you. Or the jury is going to say, well, there's probably at least one that he's guilty of. Here he had 16 charges. And, and, and Do you know the, what some of them the were? Do you know what some of those charges were? The, I haven't yeah, actually reviewed were, that carefully. They were about the idea that he um, – they were about the idea that he, he used uh, – he took bribes from a, from a contractor, building, you know, construction contractor, to – um, to upgrade his um, his house, and the, <laughs> the, the, the person really, and, and also and also that apparent and, and however, when the when everybody who was accusing him says, well, we heard it from this guy. Oh shoot, what's his name? Um, we heard it from this one guy, and that's why we believe we believe this is because one of his staffers told us. And so they called that staffer, and he goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then they had, um, they had like, he put uh, uh, marble countertops in his, in his kitchen at the oh, expense no, of this contractor. So they took po- photographs before and after, no marble. You know, he, he's, accused, he's accused of having, you know, having a contractor pay for the marble upgrade in his, ca- in his kitchen. You go to into his kitchen, there ain't no marble there. Um, it's the same. Yeah, what would it matter anyway? Wait, wait, wait. Is this his private residence or is this like the, the attorney general's mansion, yeah. like, like the governor's mansion? Oh, okay. So this no, is public property. Residence. But it's a private residence. No. The accusation is it's, it's his private residence. Well, who cares then? Why can't he put marble countertops well, on? No, because he, he, the idea is that instead of paying for it himself, he had this contractor um, who had oh. business before the state or something like that pay oh. for it. Kind of like so Jennifer Granholm <laughs> and her electric right. car, so, you know, yeah, stock options. Right. So yeah. it, was considered, okay. it was considered a bribe. Oh, well, did the person uh, get anything for that? The person who allegedly bribed, did they get anything? Well, again, in, in, the, in the allegation version, uh-huh. yeah, yes, he like, uh, you know, but the, I mean, it's a lot like the Virginia Bob McDonald, who was governor of um, Virginia, and the same Jack Smith going after Trump came up right. with all this novel theory and oh. false accusation that he had had a meeting, like some, some guy... <clears throat> I guess um, invested in his um, invested in his um, the uh, in, invested on, in his vitamin business or something or other, and um, and then Governor Bob McDonald had a meeting with him, the same meeting that you or I could get. So you see the distinction, like the same with Paxton. It's like Paxton got, I mean, the, this Nate Lane or whatever it is. It's got a nothing a, charge. Um, it, it comes down to nothing. It's hard, it's hard to prove or disprove. It, it, it's, it's a nothing charge. It's not like he uh, conspired with the Mexican government to let illegals in. 
saying he wasn't doing that. It's not like he, uh, you know, put Brandon in the White House. I mean, we're, there's no there's no major crime here. This is a bunch of nonsense. And they always do that too. Right. I'm surprised they didn't have several young women paid off to uh, falsely accusing of having sex with them when they were 14. I mean, that's the standard Democrat method of uh, operation. The other thing they did was is they said that he hired he hired a woman uh, whom they accused of being his mistress. So they tried to say that, that, that the hiring was a payoff. Um, but again, there was no evidence of that. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, speaking of mistresses, speaking of affairs, uh, did you see the thing on J.D. Rucker on uh, Substack? Apparently Chrissy Nome and Corey Lewandowski have been carrying on for a while. Yeah, I well, I, I don't <laughs> I mean, it's just I mean, gossip. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we, the, the details look to me like. Um, um, Is that a setup? Well, it's not. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's a setup. It's like it, 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 it's. I mean, if she, if he, I mean, his job is to help candidates. Right. And if he's advi- if he's spending time with her and maybe uh-huh. secretly preparing her for president. Yeah. Everything. Well, that's where, what it is. That's what I they mean, might be a problem, setup. Misinterpretation. Okay. I mean, in the sense that he, he's. Um, uh, I mean. If I mean you know you know the the the, the dance that candidates play before they announce mm-hmm. for president. Well, you I know, think they it might be a, to... I think it might be a preemptive attack on Christy Nome so she doesn't become vice presidential uh, oh, uh, Trump's course. vice presidential candidate. That's what I was thinking. That's why I find this all of quite course. interesting. Of course, but but the yeah. thing is is that mm-hmm. if you're going to vote if, if you're going to support Donald Trump, who who you know there's no perfect people. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna worry about whether Christy Nome had an affair? No, I mean, not, if you're gonna, well, say, I'm not, curious not why. It's, it, I probably didn't phrase it properly. Oh, right. It's more the motivation for releasing the information. That's my curiosity. I don't care if they had an affair. I care that there's a reason that that's being released. That's what I'm. Oh, absolutely. About. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I should have. Uh, uh, I mean, because, yeah. because because the thing is, they again they don't have. And I had a a client who. We were dealing with something in Virginia, but it was collateral to something in South Carolina where apparently the rule is, is that if you check into a hotel room with somebody mm-hmm. and stay the night, the law will just guess that you committed adultery. <laughs> I mean, oh, you have no, no, I mean, and, and that's kind of like the way this is. It's like mm-hmm. they hung out together. They mm-hmm. seem chummy. Some people just have effusive personalities. Is it possible that they were carrying on a fair? Sure, it's possible. But I wouldn't consider the, 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 the arguments to be conclusive. Um, no, but again, they, um, I, I phrased it badly. I, like I say, my intrigue with this is to, is to why it's being reported. Because uh, they're, they're, they're married people. I, you know, I have friends that are married, you know, lots of them. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're married, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's just it's it, most people have honor and decency and, you know, carry on properly. Um, but uh, and some people do have affairs. I mean, Justin Trudeau is kind of legendary for it, if I remember. Anyway, I got I want to I get off this one. I got two things that I want to talk to you about. One is uh, the governor of New Mexico as the whys and wherefores for her, her uh, trying to cancel the Second Amendment by emergency powers. And the second one that not a lot of people are talking about, this guy posed as security for Robert Francis Kennedy and he was armed and he was there 
in Los Angeles at a place that was about two miles from where uh, Robert Kennedy's father was killed, Robert Kennedy, uh, back in uh, when he ran for president in the 60s. So that those two things. But I just wanted to uh, interrupt this and bring a little levity. I found one of my old air checks back when I was a college radio DJ when I was 56 years old. So just for the fun of it, you want to hear what I sounded like? You want to hear something funny? Let me get into those. Things. I don't know. I, well, I guess I is. do, but it's only 30 seconds, 36 seconds. But this is my. No, this is I, mean, I don't know. This is, what, this is what I. This is how I learned to do radio. I was uh, taking broadcast courses so I could do all the sound things that I do and all the production and learn how to run the board and all the things that I do now. You know, behind the scenes while I'm doing the show, uh, I made air checks so that I could send them to other stations and show what I did. This is what I sounded like as a college DJ. You know, 40 years older than everybody else. And she'll always get the best of me. The worst is yet to come. But I love music. music. 89.3. It's 3 o'clock with Craig. In the next half hour, we have The Vamps, Dawin, and Daya. Now, here's 21 Pilots on 89.3 KOHL. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice and sang some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order. So that was my that was my college DJ career. I was announcing bands I had never heard of, <laughs> you know, and my voice is going out in the speaker to this whole campus in Ohlone College in Fremont, California. But uh, yeah, that was my early uh, my early microphone experiences. <laughs> Dia Twenty One Pilots. Who the hell knows who these people are? <laughs> anyway, that's right, what I was well, doing. Do you want, I mean, if you want to put if you want to put your um, <clears throat> conspiracy theory hat on, yeah, for a please. minute, sure. Um, <laughs> yes, please. Um, so this guy, um, yep. so, uh, so this, um, <laughs> too late, Adrian Paul Aspero, I don't know how to say it right, A-I-S-P-U-R-O, 44, mm-hmm. showed up at a Robert F. Kennedy's um, event in California and claimed to be part of RFK Jr.'s security details. Uh-huh. Now, if you and he was carrying two holsters, two holsters with loaded guns, oh. uh, a U.S. Marshal's badge, uh-huh. and uh, wearing an emergency medical services T-shirt, and and um, and a belt clip, federal ID. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess that's it. Uh, no, both. It seems like there are two: a Marshal badge on a lanyard and a belt clip, federal ID, which is, I guess, sort of weird. Um, now, let's say you assume that this guy is telling the truth, which is a big assumption. But just assume that he's telling the truth. His brother dropped him off. And his brother, uh, my brother, quote, my brother got bad information from someone or was misled somehow. I really don't think he was there for any other purpose except for work. He had his gun holstered, never took it out, never displayed an aggression. Well, that with a political assassination mm-hmm. possibility, that doesn't really reassure me. Um, That's but exactly what it he was. Said, that, he said, you know, I, he said, well, wait, wait, hold on. Let me, let me don't steal my thunder here. Oh, I'm sorry. The entire, the entire matter was a misunderstanding. <laughs> and then his brother, an unemployed emergency medical technician, had been told there was a security job for him there. So he, oh, really? his story, believe it, he approached the security guard and asked about a point of contact for someone. 
Raymond Aspero, 38, his brother, told the Post, they didn't know who he was talking about. They told him to stay right there. He did, and next thing happens, the cops show up and arrest him. Now, who told him to go armed to an RFK event, if you believe this story? In Los Angeles, two miles from where his father was killed. <laughs> right. it, it, it's like they're I trying mean, to relive I mean, history. What message, I mean, let, let's say there was no plan to actually pull a trigger, but what message are they sending to RFK Jr. about his run for the presidency? Oh, yeah. If he keeps going, they're going to kill him. I mean, that's, that's, that's a very clear message. And I think there's another very clear message, too, because the, the, uh, the Brandon insurrection, the illegal coup, has consistently refused to give their fellow Democrats Secret Service protection. So they're almost hoping for it to happen, is what it looks like to me. That's very disturbing. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then somebody goes, and I mean, that's just, I mean. Well, how hard uh, would it be I, to hire an illegal alien terrorist to do this, to go after Robert Kennedy? Well, I'm, I'm, I pray it doesn't happen. But how, okay. how many illegal aliens would take the job? Okay, Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> you know, you know Je- Jeopardy. You know, who is Sirhan Sirhan? Yeah. Good I mean, question. Uh, you know, we the one that allegedly killed, although we're, although Robert Francis Kennedy Jr. is convinced with CIA that Sirhan Sirhan had nothing to do with it. So why do he spend his life in jail? Right. But so, so this is, he killed Robert Kennedy, right? And who has two first Kennedy. names for their name? Huh? Who has two first names yeah, like no, Sirhan Sirhan? That was his name. Oh, like Bob Bob? I mean, what? I mean, who has two first names? <clears throat> first name and last name are the Sirhan, same. Sirhan Bashira Sirhan. Oh, okay. Is a Palestinian Jordanian man who was convicted of the June 5th, 1968 assassination of presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So he has two names. I, don't, I mean, I, okay, so, so that, uh, that makes sense. Say, but uh, that's not that's not a major point. But the point is that he was killed. He somebody of the CIA most likely killed Robert Kennedy in Los Angeles in 1968, two miles from where uh, the, the message is all symbolic. The left is big on symbolism. So they got a guy faking to be, you know, Marshall, U S Marshall, you know, armed uh, two miles from where his father was killed. That's a message. That's like the dead yeah, fish. And you know, that's like uh, the dead fish in the box, right? When you're about to be killed by the mafia, you're going to sleep with the, you know, that's, that's the, that's, that's the dead fish message. Is what that is. You, it's like if you that's keep, if you scary, keep, but yeah. That's but that's scary, but true. But, and this is a joke aside. You know, Mel Gibson in the in the movie Conspiracy Theory, well uh-huh. worth it. Um, yep. it, it. He says that that the assassins or the supposed assassins always have three names. <laughs> you know, they don't like they they say uh, you know they always yeah. use all three names like Sirhan Bashira. Yeah. Yes. All that. Yeah. Kind of, now, I'm not saying uh-huh. it's a rule. I'm just saying it's a comment made in a movie mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. It's interesting. Um, Lee Harvey so, Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> yeah, we can keep go. going. There you go. So, uh, so, you know, names like, you know, like Central Intelligence Agency. Three names. Yeah, it's always three. Um, yeah, three is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, huh. and, so anyway, so, so yeah, so it's very, so, so, okay, if you believe the brother's story, what the heck is he doing with the marshals? badge and mm. some other federal badge 
Now, if this is a real badge, that means the U.S. Marshal had to give it to him. Now, I carried a federal badge briefly when I was a customs inspector. I had a real federal badge. I had real credentials. I had real ID, you know, for, for a brief time until I, they, they wouldn't let me do anything and stamp passports in a, in a booth, and I left. But uh, I had all that real stuff. So you can tell the real badge. The real badges are really pretty good. I mean, the, you know, the, the integrity is, is, you know, you can't fake those really. They're uh, money. There's, there's preventive things. You know, they're, they're just they're very detailed. You know, so, uh, so how did he get one? Somebody in the U.S. Marshal Service had to give it to him. Now, maybe, you know? I mean, maybe he used to be, you know, maybe he's a, a veteran of that. Um, mm-hmm. But where were, the, um, where were the police? You can't carry a gun in Los Angeles. They're not a carry state. Well, no, they, 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 they did respond very quickly. Okay. So I mean, we, where, where is this person now? Are they in police custody? Have they been released on no bail like usual? Yeah. No, he, well, I don't know about that. He was, he was arrested. Okay. For what? Yeah. What was the charge? Concealed weapon. That's it? So far. I mean, remember, remember they like to... <laughs> they, 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 they like to get somebody, mm-hmm. they like to get them on something and hold them, and then they'll figure out whether to add more charges. Is this um, person a Democrat? So, is, this, is this person a Democrat? Do they give the political affiliation? Not yet. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it, will, it will. Well, I mean, it, it, no, it, if, it, except for the fact that they don't want to help RFK Jr., it would normally be, be, leak, you know, be rolling out as we go. Um, the, uh, um, so I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's very, it's very curious. The thing is, is I don't know if you, you said you had a federal badge. Did mm-hmm. you have to turn it in when you, yes. when you know, when you do that job? Absolutely. Everything. Creds, badge, the whole bit. Yep. So it is like, how would he have a U.S. Marshal's badge around his neck and i mean i mean you know purely from the standpoint of of getting a job mm-hmm. yeah it looks great i mean you show mm-hmm. up you know they, they dress for the job you want right yeah um i'll tell you so uh, i also had a security clearance so if this person were uh, a real marshal they would have had it'd be interesting to know if they have a security clearance do they work anywhere else in government is this person a government operative are they uh, an informant are they a mercenary uh, to the FBI, does this person have a past? Is this a Ray Epps, for example? That's what I'd want to know. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm I'm going to say yeah, but you know, I'm, that's just my uh-huh. guess. Uh huh. Full conspiracy hat on with tinfoil lining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know the whole um, story on this one. This is this is the fact that it's not a big story. It's huge. Mm hmm. Right. So you I know, mean, if I, I if I uh, um. If I uh, um, were his defense attorney, I might, you know, poke holes in it. But if you just want to wear your conspiracy theory hat, you mm-hmm. know, who was the mm-hmm. – there was, a, there was a, a person who went um, – uh, um, there's a comedian who used to say – I should know who it is – who used to say um, they, uh, um, you know, things that make you want to go, huh. And he, like, he put his Hall. hand on the, uh, Hall. What? It was Arsenio yeah. Hall. Yeah, he would. He put his his his, fing, his fingers on his chin and go things mm-hmm. that make you want to go. Hmm. hmm. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. if I were if I were on the jury, would I convict him? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd have to I'd have to learn a lot more. 
Well, mm-hmm. do I want to know? Inquiring minds want to know. You know, yes. Yeah. Um, so um, anyway, uh, okay. So where else are we? So Ken Paxton. Oh, the issue. Let me talk about a couple things. If sure. if I can. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, we got the rest I of the show. I guess I owe. Kind of owe Dor- Dorothy. Oh, here's a picture on Breitbart of Greta Van Sa- uh, No, Greta Thunberg being arrested in uh, <laughs> For Sweden. What? Oh. For di- for protesting. I mean, what what? Why do they bother? You know, like uh, I don't know, but well, that's your job. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. No, but, not, I, it, but it, it's, okay. Here here's the thing. You've got two police officers, uh-huh. kind of manhandling her. Pretty. She must have like wiggled a lot because they've got both her <laughs> hands and and a, and a ha- hand under her both uh, armpits. But like everybody in the picture is smiling. Oh, it's, it's probably like staged. They, then. It, it must be staged. Well, well, they, I, maybe. I mean, maybe they just know. Like, look, we got to arrest you. We know this is silly, um, but uh, you know, this is a spectacle. But what the hell? We have to do our job. Um, but um, but no, she's got she's got this determined smirk, and and I have to think she was a wiggler when they tried to arrest her because of the way they're holding her. Anyway, so so Axton, the issue is, um, you know, if, if we had competent lawyers in the Republican Party, and we have very few, um, you know, for the same reasons, you know, people spend K through 12 being indoctrinated in the left, then they um, then they go to college and they're indoctrinated in the left, and then they go to the law school, and most of them indoctrinate them in the left, and then they go into the legal profession, which is mostly left wing. And uh, and so if you're a conservative, you know, you're going to be shell shocked and have PTSD. Yeah. Um, and and so we, as a result, you know, even if even if the Republican lawyers have potential, by the time they get, you know, beat up in the in the courtroom and things, they you know, they're basically like Kevin McCarthy. So mm-hmm. the question is, is, is that uh, Ken Cheeseboro, uh, an attorney mm-hmm. and Sidney Powell, Cheeseboro, that's a great it's, name for a lawyer. I, I don't know what to think of that. Okay, I mean, yeah. I might change my name. I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> that. Uh, Jonathan there, Cheeseboro. There, I don't there, think so. There's a January 6th defendant whose name is Hatchet Speed. Oh. His first name is Hatchet, and his last name is Speed. And mm. unless he changes, I would, I would, you know, I would contemplate suing my parents. If, yeah. um, but, but, but anyway, so, so the thing is, is, is they. They asserted their speedy trial rights in in the Georgia case in the ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we had <clears throat> how many did we have? Nine because people were dropping out. They were pleading mm-hmm. out. We had right. we started out I think with eleven oath keepers mm-hmm. um, in one group in you know one category, and the and and the prosecutor the prosecutor named them all in the same case. Why I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and we had major debates when I was representing Kelly Meggs about they all wanted to be tried together. Mm-hmm. And, and just it was just it was an ongoing. I mean, I mean, the judge was practically, you know, it, it was practically, a, you know, I'm, I'm euphemistically I'm exaggerating a riot um, because and the judge was getting like mad because he says, I don't have a courtroom that big. 
You know, I don't care. Yeah. And, like, and so they're going to sacrifice their rights. Like, do you have any idea? And, and so I found like four locations around there, a hotel room, a, uh, the three government buildings with big auditoriums. And, and, and so we went up and said, we can do it. And he says, no, you have no idea. We have to have security. We have, you know, they're, they're defendants. They have to be locked up during breaks and lunch. I mean, just having like, I think it was down to nine because two pled out. Um, you know, it's just, we don't have courtrooms that big. Yeah. So Fannie Willis in Georgia indicts 19 people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? How are you going to have a trial of 19 people? And they're not like, they're not like easily broken up. You know, it's not like they're, they just happen to be together, but there's an obvious break between them. And um, so, I mean, that's just completely unworkable. I mean, she's, she's obviously just hoping that somebody will, will quote unquote flip, which they, you know, they assume that the guy's guilty. So if they put enough pressure on, they'll just say, oh yeah, okay, you're right. He's guilty. But they can't imagine the fact that no, you're out of your fricking mind. You're, you're, you know, living in a, in a fantasy world. Um, But anyway, so, so they'll, um, you know, so two of them want to be tried separately because they, so that the the judge just decided to, um, to break, to break up Sidney Powell and Ken Sheensborough. And they're going to be tried in um, October in a month. Hmm. And my reaction to that is you better damn well have your act together. You bet. You better have your ducks in a row. Well, Sydney Powell can take on her own defense. She might she might be firing and representing herself. She'd probably do a better job than the Republican lawyers. They're both, yeah, they're, they're both lawyers, but it's a lot of work. I mean, going to trial is like putting a Broadway. I mean, not to be frivolous, but to put no, a Broadway you. play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a it's a big deal. Um, I mean, you have to you have to have the various actors show up on their mark at the right time, the right place. They mm-hmm. have to be prepared. You have to have questions prepared. Um, I mean, just just the exhibit list and the witness list are probably due now for an October trial. Um, you know, preparing the witnesses, meaning not not in a bad way, but just to say, here are the kind of thing. You know, asking them, what's your story? <clears throat> do I want to ask this question? Do I not want to ask this question? Um, that is an enormous amount of work. So it's not a one-person job. You know, it's not a one... A one. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that she might want to speak on her behalf. But here's something that's, that's missing from all this. Not a single Republican DA has indicted a single Democrat for actually doing the things that they're accusing Trump of saying they did, when in fact they did. You know, no one's been indicted right. for stealing the election. No one's been indicted for, for fraud, corruption, bribery, uh, election um, fraud, uh, vote, you know, stuffing. No one's been, you know, uh, changing the rules, changing the laws, changing everything. You know, there's, uh, there's no one's, no Democrat has been indicted, uh, or even Republican for that matter, for anything that was actually a real crime. They're only going after the people that, you know, said there was a real crime, which is totally bogus. But that's, that's missing. You know what else is missing? Obama. Obama's missing. Obama's the one that when Brandon bragged about uh, getting uh, the prosecutor Shogun 
fired. I'll call, I'll call him Shogun. I don't think that's quite right. Fired for going after, for investigating his kid. Obama had to approve that. Obama had well, to approve this, of the spying yeah. on Trump. Obama had to approve of the stolen election. I mean, because he's up well, in I the mean, party. I mean, the, you know, well, I don't know if he approved it specifically, but he had to, he had to know about it. He's completely but this is very, now. I mean, Where's this he? is very, very, very unclear because, <clears throat> I mean, you, you raise a very good point that if, if Joe Biden is out there on the national stage and he's dumb enough to, to, to like draw attention to it at the, um, um, what, what's the organization? The, uh, um, Oh, Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah. The Illuminati, uh, that's where he broadcasts that, uh, that's where he bragged about getting somebody fired and withholding money. And he says, uh, he says, you're not getting the money. He says, well, you're not Obama. You can't do that. And he says, call him. So if, if, you, right. if you can call Obama and Obama is going to say you're not going to get the money because Joe Biden said you're not going to get the money, then Obama's in on it just as much. Where is he? But, He's conspicuously absent is, why, from why all of this stuff. Obama, why hasn't Obama said or hinted or sounded, you know, or, you know, some kind of scoffing thing happening? Why hasn't Obama denied that? Yeah. Or disavowed Joe. It's not nothing to do with that. Why hasn't he said that you know, uh, the election? He, even, he hasn't even said the election was free and fair, and you know he hasn't said anything. He's just absent. He's like the puppet master behind the scene. And of course, I want to know who's pulling his strings too. But the fact that the, the no, no Republican is he like hands off for Republicans? Can they not talk about him? Because obviously he knew everything Biden knew and more. Right, and, and I mean the thing is, is I mean because Obama in particular is skilled enough to to say something, something halfway, like, well, you know, Joe. Um, yeah. And then why hasn't anyone in the media asked him? But you know, he's why, never why been called as a witness. He's never been called in well, a hearing as a witness public. or anything. He's never been called for anything. Right. But I mean, but you think somebody would say, is that true, uh, Mr. President, that, that you, that you had, uh, you had uh-huh. agreed with, you know, but the thing is, is, is nobody's going to do that because it might help Trump. Um, <laughs> you know, or ask him, uh, why did he stop the gain of function research uh, so that it could go to China? And did he know that, that uh, Dr. Fascist, you know, spent, you know, brought all, all his illegal gain of function research to China? I mean, there are a lot of things that, that Obama needs to No one's asking the questions. Good. You know, and it goes So on. anyway, so the thing is, is that, is it so, but... I mean, obviously, Biden should have just, you know, shut up about at least about that part. Um, oh. But Biden had Biden. Biden was been like I say, B- Biden hasn't had a thought since 1973 when he was elected <laughs> to the Senate. Yeah. He's just he's just used to being, you know, adored by whatever group in the in Delaware. I mean, I'd love to talk. I'd love to have a call just about the Delaware way. Um, I mean, because there are people that will say Duke Brooks. Um, radio talk show host up up there. You know, he'll say that there are people who, He's you know, they do work on his house. I've known Duke for years. They, yeah, no, I know yeah. Duke. Oh, okay. um, He's a good well, guy. Um, but yeah, oh, he is. I didn't know you knew. Well, have that him was on. Funny. Have him on sometime because he'll talk about okay. how people. You know, the, the the Bidens have a reputation for you do work on their house and they don't pay. But you know, well, wait, 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 wait. Wasn't um, wasn't Ken Paxton and, and, you know, impeached on something similar to that. Okay. But the point, the point is that 
nobody, you know, so the Bidens will just say, like, so sue me. Because they, they, they you know, no court is ever going to hold them responsible inside Delaware. And this is way before, this is before he was vice president and, and continuing. I mean, the idea that they're just like, you know, you don't, I mean, I mean, they're royalty in Delaware and have been How? forever. So that, How? that's why Delaware, that's why Biden will say any stupid thing that comes into his mind because he hasn't had to actually think um, since 1973. How did they get that position? Is it the parents, grandparents? I mean, what, what is the Biden no. family tradition in Delaware? He rode the um, he he rode uh, the anti-Vietnam War, you know, Democrat insurgents, uh, hippies, kind of a movement. He <clears throat> was famous for going out. He had like no money when he ran. He like his family went out to like grocery stores and just you know handed out brochures and they just worked their tail off. It's a small state, right. and but after that he grew. And then he got, you know, he ingratiated himself, probably corruptly, with uh, just because of the way he um, tends to do things, um, with the uh, credit card companies and the banks that are all headquartered in Wilmington, Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, so he built that, you know, the the, the connections there, and mm-hmm. it didn't, you know, and and it, and it helped, of course, that Republicans are weenies, and. Um, you know, for example, that people will say that Christine O'Donnell um, was a terrible candidate because since um, Senator, oh shoot, the, the Roth, uh, Bill Roth, she mm-hmm. got a higher percentage of the vote than any other Republican who's run for Senate, who's run, yeah, run for Senate or statewide. So if you want your best chance to win, Christine's the one. She beat, you know, she was, she won by small, she lost by smaller margin than anyone else. Hmm. Therefore, she's the demon and she has to be attacked because <laughs> she's an attractive conservative who might. We should bring her on. Do you think, I think we talked about this before. Uh, Would she come on this show? I think she's sort of gone off into the, you know, I think she's sort of like, you know, pulled out had stakes enough. and oh, okay. um, had enough. I, yeah. Yeah, I got one more issue before you go, and I'm grateful for the extra time this morning. Um, uh, the governor of, of New Mexico—I don't know who she—I forgot her name—but she she obviously knows that you cannot use emergency powers. In fact, every governor who used emergency powers during COVID, they know they can't do it, or maybe they just don't care. But the fact that she would say that uh, we're going to have a 30-day you know ban on the Second Amendment, nobody can carry guns uh, in Albuquerque, you know, for 30 days because this is a public health emergency because of gun crime. That's like the old CDC, you know, owning guns is a mental illness and they want a jurisdiction over, uh, uh, over, you know, gun legislation. So is this a trial balloon? Was this, I believe it. Yeah. Well, I, I believe, why did she do it? It is. I believe it is a trial balloon. I believe she's stupid. Um, I believe that the Democrats are, you know, the woke Democrat philosophy of the day is that facts don't matter, only my feelings. It's like, who, who says, is it, uh, oh, God, who's the guy who says facts don't care about your feelings? Um, so <clears throat> I believe that people, you know, people who are against guns 
They don't care about the Second, second Amendment. They just care about their feelings. And, um, but, you know, the Constitution has been described back when we actually thought about these things and, 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 and lived with them is um, it's anti-majoritarian. Um, you know, again, we, we live in a checks and balances uh, national system where you have rights, but, you know, your, your, right, your right to swing your arm stops where my nose begins. Mm-hmm. And um, the Constitution is designed to say you can't do that. So, you know, the popular opinion of the moment, as they say, the boiling teapot, mm-hmm. um, is, says, well, we want to do this, we want to do that. And the role of the Constitution is to say, no. Now, the, today's liberals don't, you know, they've, they, they don't know what no means. They don't want to hear no. But, <clears throat> but the, um, the thing is, is, the Constitution says no, and they, don't, they can't stand that. Mm-hmm. So they really, they really have, have trouble with this concept that the Constitution tells them what they can't do. And, um, and so, and they also, so for years, for, for decades, they have been trying to get the idea that, um, you know, that, that the second, that the rights are conditional. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and one of their big things is like, well, you have a First Amendment right to, um, just to shout, you know, to you have a First Amendment right of free speech, but you can't. Um, shout fire in a crowded room. This is one of their favorite ideas. I mention it now. That's, as like that's a misquote. A little, little, that's a misquote. You know that, uh, right? That's a misquote. Well, yeah. The actual, yeah. <laughs> crowded so we, we should, but it's we not, should but, clarify. Yeah. But not only that, but the, the case in which that arose uh-huh. was ultimately decided in favor of the speaker. <laughs> so w- w- when they had this idea that you can't, you can't shout fire in a crowded theater, the ultimate outcome was yes, you can. Yeah. Um, and and. But you're responsible. But furthermore, for yes, that's a different thing. It's like yeah. I can, you know, if I if I if I stand out there and I say, you know, the end is coming, a meteor is going to come, and, and I'm mm-hmm. and, and and I'm wrong. Repent. Repent. Then I'm wrong. Well, yeah. yeah. So 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 the other thing is okay can you can you shout fire in a crowded theater well what if there is a fire exactly can, can you crowd can you shout fire in a crowded theater when there actually is a fire yeah you better well, be, you better do it to not do so would be uh negligent criminally negligent possibly criminally well, negligent homicide or morally yeah it would be morally irresponsible. i mean unless uh, somebody has a special role it's um there there yeah. is no um there is no legal responsibility on a bystander. If somebody runs the theater, yes, they could be criminal. They, they, they could be responsible. <clears throat> um, okay. But, hmm. but to a random person, a bystander, there's no what they call good Samaritan liability. So, okay. um, so, the, so the thing is, and the other thing is, what if you believe there's a fire? What if, what if some crazy mixed up uh, modern play, you know, that makes no sense suddenly has smoke effect and yep. somebody cries out fire because they they confuse the they confuse the the smoke uh in the in the play 
mm-hmm. with uh, there's a fire. Mm. And, you know, can you, can, you, can you do that without consequence? Well, yeah. I mean, does, does somebody, I mean, the people in the theater, do they have some responsibility? Mm-hmm. You, know, like, you know, if I, if I say, uh, you know, there's a dinosaur in the lobby mm-hmm. and, you know, do people have a responsibility to say, you know, I don't think there's a dinosaur in the lobby. Yeah. Um, the, um, so anyway, they've always believed this idea that the Second Amendment is, is conditional. It's like, you know, you, can, you have a right to keep and bear arms unless we don't want you to. Yeah. And, or or and outside the home or other stupid little things that they put on it. Or they say rights aren't absolute. And, of course, we know that rights are absolute. Otherwise, they're not rights. They're privileges. They're government-regulated well, and, privileges. And not only by several steps removed, but... But, but it's explicit in the Second Amendment. Yeah. You know, shall not be infringed. I mean, they could not have been more <clears throat> on point yeah. to say, shall not be infringed. Yeah, that's one of the few that you is know, they, clear. They, they left yeah. nothing to chance. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they put um, the militia clause in. They should have just left it out. Just said the right of the people to keep true. and bear arms can't be touched. That's how I would have put it. But uh, shall not be infringed means basically the same thing. But here's, but the thing is that they keep saying, and this is where you say it's conditional, that all rights aren't absolute. But I think people forget. And we, I've, I've made the distinction between rights and actions all the time. You are responsible for your personal actions. The rights you have is a firewall on government. The right, you know, what's the, what, the, what the Constitution says the government can't do shouldn't touch the individual at all. The Second Amendment has nothing to do with, with, you, with you and your guns. It has nothing to do with what you do with your guns. It has nothing to do with any of that. All it says is the government cannot touch your ability to keep and bear, to own and carry them. It doesn't say the government can't stop you from committing mayhem with them. It doesn't say the government can't stop you from committing murder or carjacking or robbing banks or anything like that. It, it, in fact, the, the, the actions with guns are completely left open, and, and rightfully so, because those are not absolute. The actions that you take are, are conditional on what you do. <laughs> you know, however, the right but, itself but, is absolute. And if we can make that distinction, but even the then, right is absolute. It's not, Go ahead. Hmm? Even then, it's not pre-crime. You know, like the, the movie Minority Report. Right. It's like, if you, if you shoot somebody, mm-hmm. then in a Democrat jurisdiction, they'll pat you on the head and let you go. Mm-hmm. But in theory, if you shoot somebody, you're responsible for shooting them. Mm-hmm. But, but the left is all about the... Well, you might shoot somebody, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna punish you ahead of time. Yeah, that's red flag loss. Um, yeah, see, so that's prior restraint, though, right? Isn't that what comes under prior restraint? And yeah. I've said this for for years on the show that prior restraint is what the government thinks you might do in the future, maybe. Well, that's you can't convict somebody right. on that. That's, that means nothing. So then they say, well, how do we prevent crime? Well, the best way is personal responsibility. And in a free society, you don't, if the government has the ability to prevent crime, they have the ability to prevent the exercise of rights. They have the ability to prevent everything. They have the ability to prevent you from spending your own money. So can the government prevent crime? No. All they can do is punish after a crime. What you can do is prevent crime by your personal actions, being armed, by being careful, by being smart. And even then, bad things are going to happen to you. People in 9-11, there's no precaution they could have taken. They didn't know the building was going to be hit by an airplane. You know, so in that respect... Yeah, but stuff happens. But you cannot have a free country if the government has the power to, quote, prevent crime, because then they can do anything they want. Yes. So, no, uh, they can't. Uh, yeah. And that's yeah. hard to say to people, but no, yeah. it's true. You, you and, can't. And it wasn't. Yeah. 
it wasn't 20 years ago, um, maybe more, when Ta- when um, Ted uh, Cruz, ah, not mm-hmm. Ted, um, Bundy, Ted Bundy, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, okay, um, and whoever in Hollywood made that blockbuster movie wanted to warn people of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. whole point of the Minority Report is mm-hmm. the danger mm-hmm. of convicting people based on what they might do. I mean, I mean that Hollywood made a blockbuster movie about it. Well, you know what? The, uh, Hollywood has done some really amazing things. I was talking to Brianna, who's our teenage reporter, and I gave her uh, uh, over the weekend a list of films, of politically significant films, starting with Soil and Green. <laughs> you know, she's already seen 1984 and Animal Farm. But Soil and Green was – I found this fascinating. And we're not going to give exactly the, the, the final solution here, folks. Well, it's a bad choice of words. But what, uh, what Soil and Green actually is. Um, but the thing is that soil and green was a food that was essential for the survival of people because there are too many people. What I find fascinating is that they made this film in 73. It was G. Robinson's last film. Charlton, Charlton Heston's one of uh, his best films. Um, but they set it in the year 2022. Speaking of fake food, we've now got, you know, Bill Gates, you know, plant-based meat substitute protein manufactured stuff. You know, they want you to eat bugs. It's fascinating that the, basically this is soil and green. And I have a, do you ever see the picture on Facebook of that Marie Callender's pie that says chicken, C-H-I-K, you know, star and plant-based meat? So all the things they talked about in soil and green said in 2022 actually happened in 2022. Tell me that's right. not a coincidence. I just find that fascinating. V for Vendetta. Did you ever seen that film? V for Vendetta what? is British. Oh, one. yeah, sure. All right. So what's that about? That's about the government using a pandemic to take over absolute control. Can you say COVID? Or how about the Matrix? Right. You know, society where you're basically a battery, you're a cog in the wheel of the machines, uh, and uh, they've created an artificial world for, you, world for you. Jeez, artificial intelligence? You know, I mean, it's like the movies have warned very successfully about most of the, of the uh, you know, political cataclysmic events uh, that we have. It's quite fascinating, actually. Right, but then time marches on, and it's no yeah. longer and, and popular position mm-hmm. it has now changed. Yeah, where do we get so the Hunger where, Games? Where, <laughs> huh? Where do we get the Hunger Games? What about it? Just, well, it's just a movie, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how anybody can see the Hunger Games and and and, and not vote Republican. Um, but, um, I mean, Ted, people were, people were using the Mockingjay symbol as a symbol for Ted Cruz. And, uh, they, uh, I I, I think that's probably where the, where the term Mockingbird media comes from. Um, the, um, you know, this image of you whistle and all the birds repeat the same whistle. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so. So, yeah, so New Mexico, the, the woman, the, the governor of New Mexico, when, you know, I, I do believe it's a trial balloon. I don't know if she's smart enough to figure it out for herself or someone put, a, put her up to it. <clears throat> but, you know, she says, for example, I'm not banning guns. I'm just suspending the Second Amendment. That's totally different. <laughs> like, no. No, it's not. I mean, I mean. Right. I mean, well, is she that that dumb, or is this just, or is she just, te- you know, testing out, well, you know, legal theories? Here's my question, though: Why is she still in office? How come nobody arrested her for uh, Title 18, 241, and 242? Conspiracy against rights. 
where two or more people conspire to oppress the exercise or enjoyment of any constitutional right. She's guilty as hell. And she's guilty because she confessed on air that she's banning the Second Amendment, saying that she has emergency powers, that the Constitution can be overridden, you know, if she says so. That's Title 18, Section 2412, uh, and then 242 color of law violations. They have fines and prison terms. How can no one do a citizen's arrest? I would have. I would arrest her on the spot. Told the county well, sheriff to take I, her into custody. Yeah, and, and I think that it did get <clears throat> un, under, underplayed hmm. that this is a declaration of an emergency. Same, well, same they never stated it. They, they never stated no, she that she can't do it. The media doesn't say that. That would be the first thing. The governor tried to do something that she cannot constitutionally do. It's illegal. Right, but, 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 the, but what, what has been lost in a lot of the coverage is that, um, is that she was declaring an emergency. Right, based on what? On three, um, three children died in gun, in, in, by, by human violence using a gun. That, that's called a crime. It's a tragedy. I and mean, it's a horrible yes. thing, but, but the cure for that is not to take away the rights of the honest people in a way that can't be done legally. <laughs> That's just stupid. So, so here's another thing, too. This connection that, that somehow, and I use the example, it's like trying to stop bank robberies by uh, taking the money from the depositors. It's irrational. And yet, that's, you know, and to I, say, first of all, it's a public health. Go ahead, John. You know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. No, it makes perfect sense, um, tongue-in-cheek. Because if there's no money in the bank, then, then there won't be bank robberies. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you, know, you, you, could, you, you, could, you could sell that. Mm-hmm. That, you know, by, by, taking, by, by taking away everybody's money, you will, mm-hmm. you will uh, stop bank robberies. Absolutely. Yep. You can stop drunk drivers uh, similarly by confiscating all the cars and trucks. Only have government cars and trucks. No problem. Problem solved. Three ways to be clear. You solve congestion, too. Of course, nobody would go anywhere. But they don't have to in the 15-minute city. Right. I, I haven't really gotten to oh, on what... Listen to Brianna's report. Uh, we, we go into all the world government, UN, 2030 agenda. Oh, that's her department. So Tuesday mornings. She'll be on tomorrow. I see, I see on Facebook where they're calling it synonymous with... Um, with um, a jail, you know, another name for the 15-minute city is prison. Um, well, that's me. I, I, the Maui Gulag. I, I said we should name uh, Maui uh, Gulag Island. That was me. Hey, do you know who? For, you know, actually, I think I, I would make a claim that we were the first ones to call the prison the DC Gulag. It was, we did it a long time ago. I had George Papadopoulos on the show a year and a half, two years ago. And we were already talking about that. And I asked him, I said, do you think of the, the D.C. prisoners as political prisoners? He said, no. I said, well, I do. <laughs> you know, I said, that's a, that's a D.C. gulag. And this, I could probably pull up the show date, but that, that was a long time ago. Now, of course, everybody says it. But uh, I started calling that? Maui Gulag Island. What was that? Who said that? George Papadopoulos. He was on the show briefly. Remember him from... From the early yeah, well, yeah, he, he's, yeah. Oh, really? Do you know him at all? Be interesting. We, um, not really. I mean, we, we hmm. represented 
Um, we represented. Um, shoot, I'm just not. Is, awake. is he a lawyer? I didn't know that. No, I don't know, but but we okay. we, we, repre- we represented his um, compatriot. Hmm. Um, well, the it was the dossier. Chris, what's his name? Chris Steele. It's Chris Steele dossier. That's why he, he was in London. Someone pro- propositioned him or something like that, and he said no or whatever it was. Right. And then they went after. Him. I forgot. I forgot the George Papadopoulos story. Azure Church. Oh, the mystery guy, the one that nobody can find. No, it's a woman. It's a honeypot. Oh, it's a woman? It's, yeah, oh, okay. It's a, it's I'm, think, I'm thinking of somebody else then. I'm thinking of... Uh, no, well, you, you, you're right. She's a lot of hairy. Right. You know, she, she, she's a, in, in spy parlance, uh-huh. you know, in spy craft, she is a, a honeypot. That's okay. what they call it. Yeah, they, honey they trap. Try to trap. Yep. They, try to, they try to... Oh, honey trap. Yeah, that's right. They, right. Uh, they, um, fang, fang. Um, they try to trap people. Swallow. You know, with a beautiful, loose woman yeah. who comes on to them. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, the question is, is who, you know, where, you know, nobody wants, nobody seems to care who, what, who was Azra Turk? Who was she working for? Yeah. She, she came in here, tried to trap him into right. incriminating Trump. And right. then she's like completely vanished from the world. Mm-hmm. See, I don't understand how the honey trap thing works. You know, if some gorgeous babe is propositioning me, I'd probably have sex with her, but I wouldn't tell her anything. <laughs> what, guys turn to vegetables <laughs> afterwards, and they just like they just confess everything. I mean, that's so crazy. Apparently, I don't know because they want to they want to impress them. Although, you know, it can give them access to somebody's house. It can oh, they, if okay. somebody's married, it can, they can take they can take incriminating photos. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah. You always had the the video in the back room. You know, especially oh, that's true. If they're married, yeah, that's right. So that would be, uh, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah that, I've seen that in the movies. Yeah. Okay. I was just it's curious. It's a good reason. It's a good reason not to be married, but uh, I'm not getting <laughs> well, any lot, honey. There's a lot of good reasons not to be married, but that's another story. Yeah, but that's, but nobody is, uh, you know, no, no, no women are propositioning me uh, anyway. Um, well, if it happens to me, I'll let you know. <laughs> If like you know the Chinese version, if the next Feng comes up to me and, and wants to know the secrets of action radio, ain't gonna get him. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not gonna. Right. Anyway, <laughs> I just find that funny. So that'd be the ultimate, right? Is is to have sex. Anyway, the other thing I was talk about. Well, huh? this is the, this is the sex hour of the show. We might as well do this a little bit. <laughs> Dorothy would be proud of us. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, along with I mean because because when yeah. I heard from someone who was on the team when. Dan Quayle was in Moscow under the KGB Soviet Union era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Dan Quayle. No, wait a minute. That can't be right. Because, um, I don't because the, the, Soviet, the Soviet Union had, I mean, it must have been, anyway, it was a team when it was still the Soviet Union. And, mm-hmm. and he described how somebody woke up in the middle of the night in a, in a Moscow hotel. And there was a naked woman next to him, hmm. and and a photographer. That Russian. <laughs> yeah, right. but, but 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 I mean, if you you know if you go to, you know if you have a dalliance with a naked woman, you normally don't bring along a photographer, <laughs> who um, who's standing there, snaps pictures, right? And yeah, just happened, and they both then they both run out of the room. 
See, this is so, where you do preempt- so you- this is where you do preemptive disclosure, right? It's like the perjury thing. You do preemptive disclosure. So you, so you go to the media and say, I want to hold a press conference. You aren't going to believe this. I was in a Russian hotel on a diplomatic mission, and, this, and I woke up, and there was a naked woman on my bed and a photographer. I want you all to know that. This is amazing. And that way you preempt it because if you try and cover it up, now you look guilty. But if someone actually preemptively yep. said, you're not going to believe this. This is hysterical. This is what our Russian hosts are doing. They're planting naked women in my bed, and they have photographers right there. And then you say, that's really funny. And then you say, sorry, guys, didn't work. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how you handle I mean, that. I mean, they don't even – I mean, you'd think they have the, the hotel wired for, like, wired – no, they had a – I mean, according to the story, you know, the photographer, a man was standing there in full view taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's like – it's pretty – you know, I think it, 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 it's pretty expected that there is, uh, you know, in, in the, the kind of hotels that foreigners would use. And they would only let you use certain hotels and they wouldn't hmm. let the locals use those hotels um, that, you know, there were probably there should have been video and cameras are, and microphones already built in. Hmm. But uh, but this time they, they didn't. They just uh, so so that so, you know, that these hmm. things can be. Even if you don't tell somebody anything, they could still try to find a way to to uh, make it difficult for you. <clears throat> yeah, the Russians also um, get you drunk too. That's the other thing. In vino veritas, they they always get everybody drunk, so they'll start talking. Oh, do they? I that, didn't. Okay, now you're giving. Oh. I, I you're giving away. What? You, you, no, Everybody but you're giving. That. No, but project veritas. You're giving away. You know, because I didn't know that. I didn't know that they. Loosen the, the loosen the tongue with uh, now now uh, bad guys may uh, avoid that. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure, you didn't know. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows. Anybody who's been to fraternity no, party knows I, I that assumed, alcohol loosens up. You know the the, the I just conscience. assumed that they 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 got a pretty girl. Uh-huh. Um, because you know the, the they, Veritas videos they never show the interviewer. They, right. You know. Uh, um, I would get on Veritas. James what? How do we get on a Project Veritas? Yeah. What? So how do we get on to Project what, what Veritas? Um, because you you talked about uh, about alcohol. Um, but anyway, so I want to talk about. I mean, we were out of time, but I did want to talk about um, the attempt to take away President Trump's uh, First Amendment rights as a presidential candidate. And why that's completely messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, how much time do we have? Um, well, we can always yeah, run over, but I don't want to. <laughs> we, we covered every, we've covered two hours, so we got about six minutes of, of normal time. Well, let me and just we'll let me to... just give you the, the short version in six minutes, because while it is while it is true, sort of unwritten, kind of a sloppy idea about how how you know the rights of a judge to run their own courtroom and ensure a fair trial that the judge can prevent um a defendant from intimidating witnesses now it's true that the lawyers have a right to talk to the witnesses um there is precedent saying the witness does not belong to one side or the other the -hmm. witness belongs to the truth and 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 you know the prosecution you can't talk to this person. They're our witness. Like, no, 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 no. The witness, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lawyers can interview, can interview witnesses for both sides. Um, but when Bill Barr goes out on national television and trashes Donald Trump, 
Mm-hmm. And they say, well, he could, he could possibly be a witness. Sorry, mm-hmm. you went out on national television and stuck your nose into the thing. You were a public official before. Right. You know, the, the, idea that, the idea that the defendant can't talk, can't, you know, talk about a witness, come on. That's not relevant here. And the, and the idea that, you know, the, the select committee basically tried Trump in a public, um, you know, star chamber. Well, star chamber, I guess, was private. But, um, but the, um, you know, they've already put all of these people on trial and convicted them on television with the right. select committee. So the idea that now it's like, oh, you're trying to try your case in public. <laughs> what? Are you out of your, I mean, you know, are you out of your mind? I mean, no, every, everybody. They will say absurd things. They will talk about the, the, the memo from uh, Brandon talks about the gravity and severity of impeachment as they willy nilly just did it by poll. So it's, it doesn't matter. They, so there's no, there's no connection between what they do and what they say. They're totally irrelevant. It's really fascinating that there's a complete disconnect of conscience with, with the left. It, they don't, it just doesn't matter. You know, they will accuse, right. you know, anything of anything. Uh, you know, they will say anything uh, as long as it so advances Trump, their agenda. Yeah. Trump's lawyers in the D.C. case where he's charged with four counts. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they, uh, Trump's lawyers apparently filed a, um, a, a first draft of a motion to recuse Tanya Chutkin, the, the judge. Um, mm-hmm. It's about nine pages long and. I'm sure that they didn't intend to file it because it's so pathetically lame and weak. Um, but it does bring, it does show two, only two of dozens they could have used hmm. of, of Judge Tanya Chutkin prejudging Trump's guilt while, while making completely unnecessary and unfounded uh, char- claims during the sentencing of January 6th defendants. So well, here I mean, you've got... So here you've got the, the prosecutor is trying to say um, Trump shouldn't be allowed to talk about the case in public when you have the judge already announcing that he's guilty before he's gone to trial. So, you know, like, come on. Yeah. So last I mean, question before we go. You know, you're absolutely right. But these Trump indictments, are, are they're obviously bogus charges. The same thing as the Ken Paxson thing. They're designed to have a political effect. So are they anything more than keeping Trump Trump out of primary season? Because that seems because by the time um, you know, is there any other goal? Well, they're fan- I mean, in, in in the fantasy world, no. I mean, they are a, they are a complete and total assault on the First Amendment. Very okay. very much like what we were talking about the Second Amendment earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are they are a, they are a full on insurrection mm-hmm. against the First Amendment. No question about. It. And I I you know we've raised this. In January six cases, right? And and I know how the government will respond. They go, oh no no no, we're just trying to show intent, but they're clearly not, hmm. you know. Um, and uh, they're clearly criminalizing free speech. And yeah. so, um, so I mean, to the extent to the extent that the charges aren't complete fantasies, you know, mm-hmm. if there's any if there's any basis in fact at all. It boils down to an assault on the First Amendment. Yeah. It also is a confession that they're going to steal the election because they know they can't win honestly. If they have to bring all these bogus right. charges, 
then they're not going to go about the regular course of an election, which is advertising campaigns, rallies, you know, the normal stuff, polls, um, you know, paying for, for things, debates. They have no intentions of doing any of that. Right. They want to nothing, go, no, nothing says yeah. the election was fair and, and accurate than trying to criminalize anybody who says it wasn't fair and accurate. Yeah, exactly. I'm just having a quick message so, to Marco. He's, he's leaving. Our Netherlands connection well, his we, way. Huh? No, I just say I just saying goodbye to Marco. So our Nether- we're, we're losing the the show. And the, when the the show ends, the All our right. live chat folks kind of say, "No, you don't have to. You've got time." But I'm just saying they don't. So once the live once the show ends, the live chat well, kind of I'll, goes I'll, dead. I'll just I'll just end. It's probably too late. We've gone on too long. I apologize no, for fine. that. But no, we're um, we're good. But. We, we, we need to have a, a long conversation about what every viewer and their friends can be doing to try to even the odds, make sure that the, the election isn't stolen. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, Lindell keeps doing this plan of action stuff, but I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't seen it brought down the simple level. The simple level is we wrote an election integrity bill. Every state can uh, uh, adopt it. And that would it does uh, the, the same things that we're all talking about. So the, the easiest thing is to go to writeyourlaws.com, go to all proposed laws. It's under the legislation menu. Uh, it's on the it's like one of the top bills. It's either the top left or top right or top of your phone one or two. Uh, it's very simple. It's the election integrity bill. And uh, Diane Warner and I worked on it. And it's very simple. No paper, nothing but paper ballots, no machines. Uh, counting is done by, by bonded counts. Precinct levels of 1,000 people, that's the max. All the election counting is done, you know, immediately. Um, there's no transportation of ballots. And my part that I added was all voter registrations expire December 31st at midnight. So everybody re-registers every year. That way the voter rolls are clean. That's it. That's all That's you have to do. Another. You do those things, well, but, and the elections but, but, will be fine. There are also things that each individual uh, listener could be doing, like sign up to be a, a poll watcher, sign yes. up to be – precinct captain in your in your mm-hmm. local Republican Party or whatever party of your choice. Yep. Um, I love how the libertarians filed lawsuits for uh, conservatorships for um, for Joe Biden and uh, <laughs> and um, Mitch yeah. McConnell. I didn't know. that. Yeah, they filed they filed lawsuits uh, basically saying that the court should appoint a guardian for. You know, um, I for, uh, this is the first effort. Can you put a big note and do that next Monday? That's hysterical. It is hysterical. And they filed, and this is the, my admiration for the libertarians went up a thousand percent. And I'm not, I, I'm not negative against libertarians. I'm just saying uh-huh. that they, 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 they're not known. I mean, but, but if, if you're, if you want to be part of the libertarian party and you want to be a precinct captain, whatever, you know, but, <clears throat> you know, but there are ways that we can get involved. Mar, I know we're out of time. We're in overtime, but my, my Clint, no, we got an hour. One, we actually have an hour of overtime, believe it or not. The one big thing that Mike Lindell, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but the one big thing I got out of his big conference, and he needs, he needs to come, someone needs to come to Washington, D.C. and put on a presentation of all these things right there in their face. But, but the one big thing he said is this huge controversy about were the machines connected to the Internet one way or another, connected to mm-hmm. each other and then to the Internet, or any, mm-hmm. you know, cell phone or or, or, or something like that. And he says, there are devices that can detect any, any Wi-Fi uh, available resources. Hmm. And so he wants to put, maybe in drones that will fly over, 
he wants to use these devices to at at, at polls, election sites, to see to detect if there are any available Wi-Fi resources when we're being told that these machines cannot and do not connect to the internet. Of course they do. Well, but, but, but here... But you, see, you can't have machines at all. See, I would ban the machines at all. Now, can people bring cell phones into the polls? I've forgotten about that, but I would ban cell phones in the polls too, or at least make sure they're off. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is that his idea would, A, prove conclusively that we can't mm-hmm. trust the machines because they are, in fact, connecting to the internet or making cell phone calls. And secondly, um, mm-hmm. the cheaters would have to stop doing that particular thing mm-hmm. because because if they have if they have machines where they've slipped um, a little Wi-Fi uh, you know USB into into the machine mm-hmm. and it shows up they be they be busted so well yeah so it, but it, the, it, the biggest thing is just get rid of the machines I mean the states have already done that they've they've gotten rid of the, I, well, the Eric but, but the election you're missing, registration you're missing thing. the point is that if you discredit oh, the machine Oh, okay. If, right. if, if you catch them red-handed, then people oh, okay. are going to go, oh hell, oh, hell no, we can't have machines. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I missed that point. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that makes much more sense. I get you now. Because right now, there's not enough, there's not enough you know, to, to get people to, to get rid of the machine. But, Interesting. But if you okay. – if they, if they spent all this time lying to us, like he must have spent like 20 minutes – in his in his thing showing all the promises you know just m- mocking the idea that the machines connect to the internet and then showing proof that they do so yeah. so the the establishment just you know just lying to our faces mm-hmm. remember when the democrats did a, a video on how easy it is to hack those things back in 2012 or something like that when it benefited them <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's kind of funny. All right. Well, this is uh, this has been quite interesting. First of all, all right. thank you for staying the extra time. I appreciate it. And uh, oh, I, I got I got it written down for for next week. Libertarian conservatorship <laughs> losses. That is hysterical. It is hysterical. Um, well, we no, I shouldn't have stayed the whole time, but it's like putting chocolate cake on the table. So <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, you have a all great right, week, thanks. and we'll we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. All right. Well, needless to say, uh, Jonathan was really generous with his time and the fact that I had um, – we've just been going straight through because I, I ranted the first hour right into Jonathan's report. I haven't played a single announcement, so let me start those now and enjoy, and I'll do our, our Action Radio uh, contact inf- information first. Back tomorrow. Back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. We will do it all again. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law.
My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at greatcare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. 
800-700-7149. Great care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engine. Action Radio. Part of the ADHD Radio Network. The ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.